<laughs> hey, hello everyone. This is Sean Simon's PPG Grandpa. Tonight we are between talking to Stay Bad Daniello. Bum, bum, bum. Episode 192. And we are going to be screaming, streaming, screaming. We're going to be screaming live. We're going to be oh, streaming live. Uh, over here. Time. It's Halloween. Screaming it's, live sounds good. I like that. Maybe we should we should do that Sometimes more often. They don't. We all have all those right. moments. That's me. Can you screaming? Screaming live. All right. So everybody, welcome everybody. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to ClearProp TV, part of Run to the Sky nonprofit. This is our nonprofit paramotor podcast. How cool is that? And you can find us at paratalk.org. Tonight, we're going to be talking with Dan Yellow from Stay Bad Paramotor. But before we get to him, our amazing guest, we're going to say hello to everybody on the panel. We got Scuba Steve. He's munching down on something. What's up, buddy? Just some ice. No, just some, some ice. Stay That's good. bad ice. Ah, there we go. Stay <laughs> bad ice. We got stay bad ice going. And uh, uh, you're going to be um, looking for the questions in the super chat. So tonight, if you have any questions, make sure you at Scuba Steve or at Will Fly and uh, let them know that you got some questions. So welcome to the show, Scuba Steve. Glad that you're here. We also got our very own Linda Anderson, Paramom USA from ParamomUSA.com with her pom-poms. What's up, girl? Good to see you. Hi, welcome everybody. Welcome my awesome guest, Daniel's in the house. It's going to be a great show tonight. So y'all just grab your snacks and your comfortable chairs and all that good stuff and kick back with us because it's going to be a good Monday. Thank you all for joining us tonight. My panel, my chatters, my viewers, everybody out there on Monday. And and I see they got the Stay Bad shirt. You got the Stay Bad hat too. I see that. I see that. Yep. Good girl. All for you. Stay bad. Stay All bad. right. Stay bad. We also got our very own Butch Fly from Run to the Sky, our director of operations. What's up, Butch Fly? What's going on, guys? Excited. Can't wait to get it going. Ready Good to learn girl. something new. Always learn something new over yes, here sir. at Clear Prop TV. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mr. Butchfly, for being with us tonight. We also got Jim from Canada, eh? The only place I know that has maple syrup smelling money. Stop him anywhere that you see him and ask him for a $100 bill. It smells like maple syrup. What's up, Jim? Oh, syrup's up. <laughs> Get it. Got the money hat on. Yeah, there you go. Woo, got yeah. that money. Now, you are also our official sponsor over at carepp.com. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And I hear that you can get, what, 10% off if you mention somebody's sexy? Sexy <laughs> grandpa. If you mention him, you can get 10% off any of your printing. Oh, look at all those hearts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's sexy and you know it. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Appreciate you. Make sure you go over to carepp.com for all your printing needs. There's a little QR code. So uh, go ahead and uh, hit that QR code and uh, use that PPG grandpa for that 10% off. We've also got Will Fly from willflyppg.com. What's up, big guy? What up? What up? Good to be here. Monday night, my favorite show. And you also have what? Uh, just the tip, what? 13 coming out? 13.0 will be coming out shortly. No, no date set yet, but uh, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. Sometime next year, right? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you can check out the other just the tip videos, though, by uh, looking up Will Fly on YouTube or just going online, willflyppg.com. Take you right there. 
Com. I love it. So it's not about me. It's not about our panel tonight. It's all about Daniello from Stay Bad Bear Motor. What's up, Daniello? Good to see you, buddy. Hey, it's been a while since we've seen you on the show, man. I know, quite a while. I've seen you guys before, like, I mean, lately, but yeah, it's been a while we've been like talking together. Super excited to be here. Thanks for um, inviting me again. Absolutely. It's like you get younger every time I see you. How is that even possible? I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish another year passing by. It's almost it's almost time to get a year older. It's coming up. I think it's the I think it's the California sun, dude. Probably. I don't know. It's just or the I don't know. Too much excitement in life, I feel like. Absolutely. Now I got a stay bad shirt. Paramount has a stay, but I mean a shirt. Yeah, this is a shirt. That's that's grandpa's thinking. <laughs> the new style shirt. shirt. Wow. <laughs> this is a stay bad hat. Hello, everyone. And uh, look at Linda. She has a stay bad hat also. And we also have a stay bad uh, paraphernalia on here. Oh, Daniela does. How about that? So what's stay bad, man? I, I guess so. people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into paramotor and what's stay bad. All right. So if I can make a long story short, stay bad wasn't initially for paramotor for my school. I used to be a dancer professionally for many, many years. I mean, pretty much my whole life. Moved here to the U.S. Uh, in 2011. I was touring for about six years. You know, like it was awesome. 54 countries performing and teaching workshops. I used to train instructors uh, in like whatever, you know, whatever they had a school that was opening somewhere around the world. Some school will hire me to train the instructors. So I trained those kids for probably six months in Austria. And they made a book about me saying I was bad, born a dancer. And so it's a whole book about like pictures from my training with them back when I was in Austria. And so we call it, they told me stay bad, stay born a dancer, right? Fast forward years later, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, getting into opening my school and I'm like, I want to keep the stay bad. Cause I kind of, I love the, the whole like double meaning, you know, stay bad means something. It could be something negative, but it really isn't at all. So I'm like, I'm switching from, from dancing to flying and everybody was like, Hey, but what do you even do? What's your career choice? I mean, what, you know, you go from dancing to flying and you become an instructor, you open a, a you know, a paramotor school. And some, one of my friends was saying like, it was hard to define. And then we're like, oh, how can we keep like bad? And then, you know, the whole idea of like switching career stuff beyond any definitions. So, cause they couldn't define what I was doing technically. They knew me as a dancer for my entire life. And then I start, I decided to switch into paramoting, but how did I get into it? Obviously pretty cliche, right? I saw talker going to mcdonald's uh, <laughs> that's like you never you know but then from there i was like i was like oh that's a good idea and as much as i loved it i didn't have uh enough money to do it well i mean you kind of maybe i have an idea already but i went on craigslist started looking for paramotor gear was the minimum uh knowledge i had which is close to zero now that i know better <laughs> And then I found the motor on Craigslist. Um, when I found it, like I found it on Sunday, Monday morning, I went and picked it up. It was a Minari 180 with a mini plane frame. And I found the glider. It was a Apco Prima 4 from 2000, 2015 or 2014. A very old glider, 27 meter, way too big for me. Um, yeah, I bought a cheap helmet from, you know, from China. Like I pay a hundred bucks for it. Uh, spent six months watching videos, trying to learn as much as possible. And again, I didn't have the, I didn't have the money. Kept asking around if I could have some help. Nobody wanted to help because they didn't want to be liable. Like, oh no, you're going to self-train. Well, I can't, I can't be liable for that. So it was literally a dead end because I didn't have the money. I wanted to do it. I had the gear at this point. 
so I was like, all right, I'll just push. And then six months later, after practicing, you know, hours and hours of ground handling, I remember blaming the whole world for not being able to kite, which I look at the videos like, oh my God, that was so me. I was like, this was my fault. And this was my fault. It was never anything else but me or a location choice and so on. And eventually um, I was on the forum and I saw uh, Daniel's like this guy from a good friend of mine now from Atascadero in California. And I was like, Hey, I already flown, you know, can I come with you? Can I join you guys and fly with you guys? And my first flight, which he didn't know was my first flight. I have the video on my YouTube. It's like a, a steep hill. It's like a, the site doesn't, you don't even have 20 feet of runway. It's like a steep hill, winds, like little windsock streamers going from everywhere. Those guys have 10 years of flying and I'm taking off from there. The only reason why I took off is because I ran out of space and I just, it's just drop. That's the only reason why I did take cool. off and then I'm buzzing around. And then as I'm coming back in, by mistake, I press the kill switch and he's like, and he sees me going down. He's like, you can hear him on the radio screaming, no, 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 no. And I just crashed. Well, crash land is a, is, a, is a big word, but technically it is a crash landing because I wasn't planning on landing. Full flared and it was super soft mud. Didn't didn't hurt myself. Didn't break my gear right after I went back into cuff again. But uh, that was my first experience. You know, took a while. Didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, um, but yeah, here I am, um, years later and then, you know, got all my cert, got all my training was Epic Paramotor later on, which was such a blessing to be able to kind of have a different insight. Um, and then running the school for about almost three years now, three years, four years, something like that. Like it's probably gonna be the fourth year now at this point, I think if I'm correct, but yeah, great experience and amazing learning curve from, you know, starting from where I started to where I'm at today. Uh, it, it's very humbling to see how much there's to learn and how much more there's to learn. There is so much to learn. Even when you're an instructor, you are always a student, definitely. We have a bunch of people in the super chat right now. And uh, Will Fly, is there anybody that has asked any questions? Actually, yeah, Tony Marzano wants to know if Daniello can moonwalk. And yes, I, can. I bet he can, but we'll ask anyways. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the things that I'm still like, that I, that I still can do easily. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I was at the studio. There's a, you know, there's a gym or in the complex, you know, the, the apartment complex I live at and they have a, you know, a yoga room, which is like a, there's a mirror, it's a big dance studio. And I go there, you know, just to practice some dancing and just have some fun. And I was doing all the acrobatic stuff that I used to do back then when I was touring. God, that's not the same. It's like <laughs> when I was in, you know, when I was in my early twenties, like, you know, I, I was used to do tumbling and acrobatics, like, you know, all this crazy, like backflips and, you know, all the stuff call it Oof, i went back at it for a night uh, and i regret it for the next five days i was like what i want to know and it probably hasn't happened to daniello yet is what does it look like on the ground if you're flying and an earthquake happens mm -hmm. you're in california i mean has it not happened and you you've been flying and all of a sudden the ground starts shaking and you're <laughs> like sitting still <laughs> It happened when I was at home, you know, like one time I was laying down and, and, he, and I felt it, but it wasn't like, I thought it was cool. I mean, obviously it's nothing cool about an earthquake, but, you know, experiencing the first like, oh my God, it was really, it was legit an earthquake. But I feel like they, where we fly, I don't think we'll see something, right? Because unless you see actually like, I don't, I don't think you would see, right? I don't think you would either. You, I, I mean, you know, if, if it's a very bad one and you probably see things collapsing, but I don't think you'd be able to tell. Or if you're flying around downtown LA, which you probably get shot, I mean, you'll probably get, you know, like chased down. Uh, yeah, that would be bad before, over there. <laughs> before you get the chance to even explore anything. 
Interesting. Uh, Will Fly, or uh, yeah, Will Fly. Is there any other questions in the super chat? Matt Sloper would like to know: Have you had any uh, major collapse with PPG? Any major collapses? Uh, intentionally, yes. When I was doing, you know, during SIV, but no. Uh, you know, when I was practicing some stuff, uh, you know, with my motor after SIV, yes, but it was kind of like, uh, it, it was, kinda, it was intentional, but in unintentionally just like flying it, I've got some bad flights where I, I regretted flying being up in the air, uh, regret it big time. I was like, why? Like how stupid it was I, and I could have predicted that, uh, but no tip collapsed really quick. But other than that, no, nothing, nothing crazy or nothing too scary. Cool. Okay, that's good. Any questions for Daniello on the panel before we move on? Does Daniello fly any trikes at all? Well, yeah, you do tandems. Well, I mean, I've seen you do foot launch tandems. I don't know about trikes, though. Uh, so not trike yet. The main reason why I don't do trike yet at this point is because, you know, I I live in LA, first of all. Uh, I'm planning on, like, moving to, you know, buying a house next year. So I don't have the space. I have to store already the school motors, all the gliders, <clears throat> you know, I have like, I don't even know. I probably have 12 gliders at this point because, you know, because of the school and it just takes so much space. So, you know, I have a garage, but still it's just, that's the, that's the main reason why I don't, I, I'm not into trikes yet. Uh, but I also reduced doing tandem foot launch just because of the, it's just so much variable around it that you can't control with new, you know, um, passenger and new students. That is, it, it's a very tricky thing to do. Uh, unless I go to Southern Sea, then I have no problem doing foot launch, you know, as long as the conditions are good. But I've learned, you know, through the past year, almost two years doing foot launch now, tandem, um, it's, it's, it really isn't worth the risk, especially with what happened lately. I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys are aware, it was a trike accident, which obviously there's a lot of variable around it, but the responsibility around it is so big that it kind of like pushed me out of the... A tandem foot launch at this point. I still do it here and there with people that I really know and trust. Uh, you know, with how they, you know, what they have to do to make it to make it a safe experience. But uh yeah, no trike yet. But it's gonna happen. I you know, it is gonna happen. Well, all right. Um, yeah, and at the beach, really, what's the use of a trike? I mean, you have beautiful laminar wind, you can reverse all day long, you can probably fly all day long. Um at the beach. Can you, how long can you fly? I mean, if you take off in the morning, can you fly all day? We can fly all day. There's days, especially on Sunday, that's the day we kind of aim for. We go to a, to a place, you know, to the beach and we camp. We have our tents. We bring kids, you know, like the family comes by. I mean, you know, everybody comes and we just hang out all day. We fly, we go for a swim. Some people go surfing, you know, paddle boarding. And it, we fly all day from early morning to, uh, to sunset. So sun, we, could, we could do sunset, to, uh, sunrise to sunset easily without a problem. I had a question. I was wondering the difference between flying at sea level and then flying at, say, Apple Valley, Utah. How did you feel the difference was? Which uh, was like 5,000 feet. I mean, well, I'm going to tell you the number one for me, the most traumatized, like, you know, like, trauma is the cold for me you know if it's not 70 degrees i i feel i feel like i i can't handle life well maybe because i'm from brazil and it's hot over there and, and like and i like when it's hot but number one is the temperature which is it makes a big difference you know it really does it's like people think it's funny but it really does when i fly at 70 degrees i never fly with gloves and then for the first time you have to, you have to start flying with gloves everything feels different 
You know, I have my toggle, my brake toggles right here on the, you know, my two little fingers right here. And you can, with big gloves, you can't feel anything. Uh, you know, like everything is feels different. The, the, the takeoff wasn't that much different, I would say. Uh, the main issue for me is, you know, was, a, was the switchy wings. If you remember, Jim, it was like one second, you take off this one and 10 seconds later, bam, 180. And then you have people crossing from every single direction. And a lot of people pay attention. But equally, you know, as much as 50% of the people pay attention to what's happening, some people just watch the first two taking off and in their head, they're taking off this direction no matter what. And it creates a lot of, so no, honestly, there was not a big difference. I, I don't think there was a big difference. Takeoff is a little bit longer. You, you, you can feel that, but I, it wasn't like, what? Like, you know, so different. It wasn't crazy for me. It was more the switchy, win, switchy wins and the whole dynamic of like having 20 people like, all over the place you're like oh is he taking off like to, coming towards me or or they start towards you and they do a complete like 90 like 180 degrees and they finish taking yeah. out the other way uh but yeah no uh no it wasn't and in the air it didn't feel like any different you know i don't have a lot of experience flying there but like for the past during the flying flying every day no it felt great it felt great cool. that's pretty cool yeah we do a lot of uh 90 degrees um uh takeoffs inland um butch did one uh, the other day i did one was it today yeah i did one today um the wind was coming this way that it switched 90 degrees as i was taking off it, it happens all the time inland which which comes to my uh i guess uh, a question do you have anybody that comes from inland to you to train on the beach and then they go back inland and call you and say i can't do a forward inflation um how do i fly inland has that ever happened uh, to you no, it hasn't happened. Now, the thing that we do all the time is make sure we have both conditions. Most of the training is, you know, really is at the beach, which is like reverse condition. But we do have like every morning when we start training, it's always no wind at all. So they do practice, uh, you know, completely like dead, like no wind at all, like launch. So forward. Uh, all, so they practice forwards like quite a lot. Now, of course, there's a huge difference between, you know, doing your first flight when you only have like the reverse condition. They feel super confident. Like, oh my God, the takeoff was so easy. I'm like, well, wake up call is going to come when you have a zero wind launch or landing. Everything is a lot different. And until you get to experience those stages, uh, you know, so they're aware that if any, they don't get to practice as much as no wind, uh, that difference and what it takes to kind of make up for like the no wind situation. Uh, but I haven't had anybody just coming from one place and going to the other. You know, I've had people from, uh, from Texas, from um, Nevada coming, you know, like different states. Uh, not a major issue. It's always the same thing, you know, when they're on their own, it's more about the stress about being by themselves, you know, and just having to do everything, you know, alone. But no, luckily not. We're trying really to focus on every aspect, you know, not just the reverse because the reverse, we, we all know, once you're comfortable with the kiting, you know, like it's just, it's just an easy takeoff and a really there's a lot of space for margin for error on your landing as, as well because of that, that, you know, the headwind that you have. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Danielle owns a school, Stay Bad Paramotor, over in California, and he has graciously uh, given us a bunch of things to give away today. So let's go ahead and show you the cool things that we, we have. We have, wow, look at this. We got hats. We got stickers. We have, um, uh, uh, what, what do you call these things right here? The um, volumes? Beanies. Beanie, that's it. Beanie, 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 that's it. And uh, got Ooh. some t-shirts and looks like a Stay Bad 
This uh, that's a riser bag. Yeah, riser bag. Like that a lot. It's it's is I guess that's embroidered. Yeah, it's embroidered. Yeah. Oh man, and some some bands too. So we're gonna be giving away some stuff tonight. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you at will fly and let them know that you're here because in about 10 minutes we're going to be giving away some really cool stuff from daniello's uh stay bad paramotor school which is really awesome tell us a little bit about the school and your uh url the phone numbers how do we get up with you if we want to check out uh your school over in california uh well i mean so the website staybadparamotor.com on youtube if you type stay bad paramotor uh you'll find it right away same for instagram stay bad paramotor uh if you need if you want to talk to me uh same thing you go on the website on instagram and you have a link to click and to have you know uh you can text me or um call me directly email me it's all around stay bad paramotor so you can't get lost on that uh if you want to come and hang out with us more than happy we have you know all those class days because the training uh some most people know but it's one-on-one -on -one until you get to your first flight and after you graduate with your first flight you know your few first flights then it's only group classes um so generally speaking the the, the entire week is just class one-on-one -on -one with students and then weekend group classes with a bunch of older students that have been there for like three years since the very beginning they still come to class they're autonomous completely, but they still come because it's enjoyable to fight with other people. Uh, it's also really good to see new students watching older students do their thing. Uh, it's kind of like a whole learning process. And you build a community, you know, we're all very good friends now, um, which is a great thing to have, you know, especially when you're building a community of like within the hobby and you become friends and we know each other's kids and, you know, like family. It, it's a very cool, uh, cool dynamic. Let's put it this way. We really enjoy kind of like hanging out with each other. What's... What's your ratio? I mean, like, do you train one, two students at a time, three, five? Do you have other instructors that work with you so that you can do more? Or how's that work? So, so the the biggest group I would do is two students at the same time. So I have a group of friends, uh, Wesley and Garrett. They wanted to train together. So I trained them, you know, together. And the way structure is pretty easy. You know, the way I kind of break down everything is just like I have one doing something and then the other one is just kind of alternate. Uh, if I was to do a bigger group, which I don't think I will because it's not even about numbers or about the money. It's just because it really is fun to be able to focus on one thing and then you deal with one mistake at a time. And if when you have a group, I feel like it's very tricky because even if you have different instructors, everybody goes a different pace. Uh, everybody likes a different style of instruct, you know, being instructed and so on. So I feel like it's easy uh, to have, but like I have the average, I mean, the average is one to four students at the same time, but not at the same time. That makes sense. So let's say for this month, I'm training three students, but they have their own class, their own separate class each day. So I'm going to have a, a stack of four hours with one student and the classes can be from two to eight to a full day, depending on how long the student can handle. Uh, if it's a no-win day, you know, I, I don't have any students that's going to last eight hours doing forward launches, right? So I kind of like break that down in a way that makes sense. Now, if I do have students that are a little bit ahead and they want to come by and hang out with whatever student I'm working with at the time, they can join. My focus is still on the number, the whatever student is booked at that time, but they still get that time to kind of explore and, and, you know, learn, uh, practice more uh, since I do have the gear available. But the average is one to three. That's That's a number that I like to have. Uh, and they take, you know, a lot of students like take about four days to do their first flight. And then after that, it's just, they, they pass into like the whole uh, group classes, uh, portion, which is on the weekend. Um, so, you know, kind of, kind of roll this way. I keep it really, um, I don't want to 
I don't want to be too busy because then it's like, it's mentally draining, you know, when you have to kind of, you know, go over the same thing and make sure you, it takes a lot of patience to teach in general. Uh, um, so I want to keep a balance where I can fly versus when I first started the school, I was just teaching, teaching, teaching every single day, like no, no, no space for, for myself, for flying. And I had stopped completely, you know, I, I would barely fly because I, my students will go fly on the weekend. I'm like, oh, I can't come because I have class. So now I kind of balance it out where I can do a little bit of everything. Um, so I tried to keep it not too crazy, um, but, you know, still enough to, to keep myself busy. That's really interesting. Um, we are going to spin the spinny wheel in about five minutes. So if you haven't at Will Fly already, make sure you say hello to Will Fly so we can put you on the spinny wheel of Winnie things. Um, before that, I guess we have about five, six minutes. So Will, is there any other questions in the super chat before we go on? Yeah, there was one from James. He wants to know, He, I guess you promote the Sky Engine. He wants to know if you've been able to switch someone that flies a Moster over to the Sky Engine. Uh, well, I, I mean, I haven't switched anybody, uh, to put it this way, but I have, uh, I have, uh, David Norlop, I mean, he used to fly a Moster if I'm correct. And he flown the Polini, which is had he had a lot of issue with it. Uh, and he's just waiting for his sky that should be arriving any day now. Um, so I've had a couple of people. I have, I have plenty of people though, that had, that fly the Moster that did try the sky. Uh, and they're like, mm, that's, that's a lot of power. Now, the reason why. You know, I'm not really hardcore on the promotion of Sky Engine. The main reason is, is this one. I'm the, I mean, as far as I know, and I know there's, there's a, uh, there's Vitas in in Florida that still that does Sky Engine as well. Uh, I work with him very closely. Super good guy. Uh, he's not as involved because he has, you know, he has his life going on and so on. So I'm really like just hardcore, you know, doing my stuff here. But I'm not pushing Sky Engine too hard or just like selling engines in general because I want to be able to handle any sort of like customer service. That is like, it can be anything, right? And it's not that I have issue with that. It's just, uh, you know, I'm by myself and I really like the pace I'm going at. And if I, know, if I know if I start pushing and selling that, when there's customer service issues, which will happen with any engine and I'm by myself, it's going to be a whole different dynamic because remember there are in Italy, I'm the only importer, pretty much I'm the only guy like full-time doing Sky Engine here in the United States. Um, but I have, you know, every single one of my students, I, I would say 90% of my students fly a Sky at this point. And every time I have a new student, most of them go for a Sky uh, 150 and they get to, they get to see the Moster 185. They get to put it on, you know, they get to try it. They get to fly a mini plane, a top 80 as well. Uh, so for most pilots that are right above, you know, like right around 160, 160 pounds, 150, the lightest, uh, they can hop into a Sky and they, they even do their first flight on the Sky 150, which again has, uh, has a lot of power, but we do a lot of power management, uh, throttle control and so on. So it, it just works very well, but yeah eventually you know within the, i feel like the next two years when i get my house and i have more space my goal is to be you know be able to have everything in house right away and then it'll be easier to kind of deal with any sort of uh you know customer service um you know inquiries in general because i'll have everything right here now i have stocks for parts all the most common things you know starters and all the stuff but i can't just stock more because if if i do that then my you know it's not it's not I'm not living in the place anymore. I'm living in the in the shop, and I don't really want to. <laughs> totally understand. We got a couple more minutes before we're going to spin the spinny wheel of Winnie things because Daniel over at Stay Bad Paramotor has a bunch of stuff that he wants to give away, man. So uh, make sure you at 
will fly and let them know that you are here so we can put you on the spinning wheel. We're going to be spinning at 7.30 and again at 8 o'clock tonight at our hour mark. So make sure you stay around to possibly win some really cool stuff and then if you don't win don't worry about it you can always go to staybadparamotor.com go to the shop over there and buy anything that you want it'll help out daniello over in california um so scuba steve any questions in the super chat buddy yeah angela angela asks has daniello ever dealt with anyone that is difficult i, I assume she means it's either hard to train or had a bad attitude because it's she said you have such a positive attitude Ah, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah, I, I really think uh, I like to think that I have a positive attitude. I, I like to live my life like that. But yes, I do. And I was telling you guys earlier, the, the good thing about having a school in LA is obviously there's a huge, you know, pool of people that could be interested into the sport. I have a few. Come maybe. Yes. Sorry, guys. What's up? Okay, one second. Okay, I'll get you some. Family is so important. You yeah. go ahead and talk, no problem. Come here for a second. Okay, come here. Don't be shy. It's okay. Everybody's nice. Okay. And when you're ready, okay? Whenever you're ready. No pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, so so yeah, I like like I was saying, it's a great place to to teach. But you know, as you know, Cali and LA, it's one of the places where people have a lot of have a lot of money. A lot of people have a lot of money. And then when it comes to that part, some people I'm coming in one second. Okay. Let me, can I just answer that and I come? Thank you. Um, so because of that, you would think that people that have a lot of money, some of them, very few of them, and some of them are just like, they don't care. They just want to pay all this money and they want everything to be the way they want it to be. And especially with doing the one-on-one -on -one class, they think it's like, you know, they think they can just call me last minute and be like, I'm coming or call me. I'm like, I'm not coming. And there's no, you know, that's and it's cool, which is not. So I learned within the years to kind of be like, okay, well, this is what it is. You have those one-on-one -on -one class. You're paying this much money. Um, my course is three thousand dollars. Unlimited classes was the one-on-one -on -one thing. Rental gears included, and so on. So it's not, you know, it's not the cheapest, but it's also not the most expensive. Um, so yeah, so I've dealt with I've, I've dealt with people that are super hard, you know, like like they act like they're fifteen when they're like, you know, grown men, which is like, come on. Uh, but you know, generally speaking, once you kind of like sit straight on your on your you know when they see that i'm not moving um they kind of like realize okay there's just one way to do it you know especially with the sport i've had people asking me make me fly by thursday and i'll sign a release if any if i die. like literally i'm like i'm like make you fly at the beach by sunday i'm like no like you have you can't even kite like what are you, they, they'll, they'll beg me i'll sign a release i promise you i'll pay i'm like no like if something happened it's not just you know on me but it's also going to affect everything else you know my, my mental my school in general my business like no i don't have time for that so i've had that but i i don't put up with it you know i kind of there's a hard stop on that totally understand it is 7 30 guys and we'll fly they have the spinning wheel of winning things so linda can say hello somebody. to everybody all right so no more names on the wheel is that what we're saying 8 30 um if you if there's another one that uh, popped up you're more than welcome to stick them on there Okay, well, I'm going to stop looking at it. So okay. if you all see it, let me know. All right. Yeah, and I think I've got everyone, though, uh, to this point. So we should right. be good. So uh, Linda is going to say hello to everyone. And if you don't see your name on this or hear your name, please at Will Fly before we do the spinny wheel. And then we're also going to be spinning the spinny wheel again in a half an hour. So stay tuned.
right, so share screen. Ta-da! Awesome. Um, oh, that's a nice wheel. Good job. Like it. All right, I'm gonna say hi to everybody. All right, we got Kramer in the house. We got Kobe J, Cliffy V, Two Feet in a Heartbeat, Matt Sloper, Bill H, Zach Gannon, Angela Preslick, Tony Marzano, Mr. Vegas. We got James. We got Lucas. And I'm, I'll probably like sabotage the name there. Nuises. And we got Dewey Milstead in the house. We have somebody, Lockley. I can't see his cover, half covered up. Chris. Chris Lockley. Okay, thank you. And we got Kevin Houston, Para Ninja, CT Fly, Danny Roche, Candace Adams, Joe Adele, and John Wayne Cowboy in the house. Oh. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining oh. us. Today. Good luck to everybody. Awesome. Right on. So oh, we are gonna spin it. I'm sorry. That's all right. We got a little cutie patootie on, on here. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> we want to see a little cutie patootie. How you doing? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> the whole great. world is looking at the princess. How are you, princess? How are you? Don't be shy. Oh, <laughs> what are you eating? Yeah. What are you eating? Bread. Bread. Oh, bread. I thought it was an ice cream cone. Oh, she is. She likes bread, <laughs> bread, cheese. Snack. You're so cute. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you gonna play? You're gonna play. Play. Okay. Go play supermarket. I'll come. I'll come play supermarket after. Uh, when I'm done. Okay. I got her a supermarket, and that's what I play every day. Excellent. She makes, she makes me the customer. Before we spin the spinning wheel, since we got everybody on here, how about? A oh. thumbnail. Ooh, had to get those glasses all off. Right. We all got on hats. This is gonna be a one-time thumbnail right here. Thumbnail, ready? <laughs> heart, small hearts. There we go. Hearts and everything. All right, ready when you guys are. Okay, so let me get that set up. One, two, three. I think we got it yay awesome all right cool. always good when we have thumbnails all right gotta have the thumbnails good deal all right yeah. let's spin the spinny wheel of winnie yeah. thing uh oh the wheel's gonna spin now uh oh will said oops i deleted everybody <laughs> no i got it <laughs> <laughs> all right so can you see it uh, yeah, now we can. Now we can. <laughs> All right, so, so let me shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Do the long spinning wheel thing, so we can, uh, you know, try try to guess who's going to win. I do want to say a shout out to Cliffy V. He came over to the school and helped us out a lot when he came over. We definitely appreciate that. Kevin Houston comes over and helps a lot, and he's also a student. He's coming all the way over from. Oh yeah, Joe Adele. So I'm picking. Yep, uh, Chris Lockley, he's helped us a lot. So a shout out to Chris Lockley for everything that he's done for Run to the Sky nonprofit. Yes, I see Munchkin on the in the chat. Oh, wow. She's, she's awesome. I love her. Just saying, Scuba. Bill H is going to win again. Girl. Matt Sloper, 
Copay, Tony Marzano, Chris. I, don't know. I, think it might be I was Tony. thinking Copay. Yeah, tonight. I'm thinking Tony too. Yeah. Copay. Copay is like, oh, no, oh, slow down, slow down. Oh, yeah, it's it's going to be Tony. Can we spin it again? It's rigged. It's always rigged. It's rigged for Tony, man. It's it's rigged. Mr. Vegas. Congratulations. Congratulations Tony. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was our test spin, right? oh yeah that was a return one all right (laughs) so you guys make sure you at will fly we're going to spin again here in just a little bit uh must be present to win so tony marzano you got my number right text me let me know um that you want something from stay bad paramotor and if you do let me know what you want and i will get it out to you there's All a right. new one for you, Will. Marcos Franco. All right. Marcos Franco. All right. Marcos Franco. Franco. Yeah, Marcos Franco. Marcos. You know what I like? Marcos Pizza. So, you know, if you can help us up, Marcos, with some Marcos Pizza. <laughs> so, on yeah. our pre-show, Daniela, we talked a little bit about um, losing LZs and... Uh, Sometimes people post some crazy videos at LZs that make you lose the LZs. Uh, first of all, anybody in the super chat, have you lost an LZ? <laughs> was it because someone was flying there that was not an ambassador to the sport? Mm-hmm. I really believe that all of us paramotor pilots need to be an ambassador to the sport. If you're flying somewhere, make sure that you are an ambassador to the sport. I keep on saying this, and I'm saying this over and over again. Because I really want you guys to understand that buzzing over somebody's house or buzzing somebody and making them upset at us is going to help us lose the LZs. Watching us or being high enough, just flying straight. I tell you what, we we talk about this all the time. We don't care that you can do wingovers. Most people that look up in the sky are seeing airplanes. They go across and they're like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Wingovers and spirals and barrel rolls. Nobody cares about. Plus, it scares them. Think about it. If you saw your uh, your first airplane before you went on an airplane, it was doing barrel rolls and spins. You'd be like, I don't want to go on an airplane. That's that's scary as uh, AF, man. But, you know, for flying a paramotor, we want to see somebody just flying and going, hey, how you doing? So in the super chat, have you lost any LZs because, I don't know, someone that was not an ambassador to the sport flew there and messed it up? Daniela, we talked a little bit about the um, the losing LZs and posting of um, videos. Tell us a little bit more about that for all the people that are listening. Yep. Well, I mean, when I first started flying, after I started flying, I started posting a lot of video on YouTube, and that's kind of how I, I, you know, I got going was the whole like you know school and everything. But the more I started posting, the more I realized that people were obviously drawn in to come fly to LA because obviously they see, oh, you're flying in the beach and you're flying there, and they're like, that must be so cool. I'm like, yeah, it is cool. And at first, I was very excited to get all those people to fly around those places, and then, but then I got to experience a lot of it's it's more than none pilots that come here and they don't really care or they act like they care and they're they get disrespectful right away because they're just passing by so they're like well i'm not getting caught but you know it's just it just stays you know if you make if, if you make a bad impression on day one when you're flying certain places that we fly all the time we fly a certain way because we don't want to disturb anybody like you were saying you know if there's houses we fly away from the houses people say hi we say hi once not 50 times you know things like that 
We just go and, you know, take off and go. And then those people, when they're first time doing, you know, flying those locations, generally they just abuse it. They just fly and they just do wherever they want to do around it, land and go to a different, go back to their home state. And because of that, we've had uh, in the past, I mean, in the past three years, we've lost at least three LZs. Uh, and we've got a bunch of issues from other LZs because people are like, oh yeah, this guy crashed over there. Well, I don't know this guy. And like uh, just, just just some guy passing by that had a bad uh, a bad landing. But it just draws negative attention. So posting those videos, thank you. She just made me food. <laughs> posting those videos uh, really like trigger that. Uh, you know, I was like, the more I post, the more people want to see it. People like I was telling you, reach out to me. They're doing the right thing. They ask me, hey, can I fly there or can I fly this? And I'll tell them. Please don't fly from that location. It's not okay. The airspace is, is congested, like from ground to 5,000 feet and for 5,000 feet, to, like it's just, you you don't fly here. That's it. Uh, Santa Monica area, which is in the heart of Santa Monica, right by the pier. So if anybody knows the area, they will tell you it's like insane. Like you don't even want to like think about doing it. But it was early morning. Uh, we're talking about 8 a.m., which is not that early. It's past sunrise there's not a lot of people. So he's like, he deemed like, okay, to just go and take off, go live on Facebook. And then I have a bunch of friends of mine telling me, Hey, this guy's flying over Santa Monica pier. And I look at it and the guy just had, had asked me 30 minutes prior to that. Can I fly there? And I told him specifically, please don't take off in this area. It's, you know, it's a state beach. It's by the Santa Monica pier. He still did. So, you know, we have so many instances where that happened. And I feel like it's, I don't know. It just messes up. It messes it up for everybody else, you know? For everybody else and even for themselves down the road because if if you know if, if regulations comes down or in here in cali it's probably going to follow up to other states at some point if it's just like specifically paramotor related um so yeah you know like the common sense like you were saying earlier not a lot of people have it and that's sad uh you know so it, it just it go further than just you know oh it's a paramotor i have very few regulations so i'm gonna go and bust all the uh, all the few regulations i'm gonna go and like you know disrespect them so yeah that's why i stopped posting so many videos of me flying i'm gonna post utah because we had uh lz's that are like where we're allowed to take off from and so on i would not eat that uh but yeah my personal the personal spot where we fly uh i would not i would not post it anymore just because you know because we lose them we've had too many experience doing that yeah it's really sad anybody say anything in the super chat about uh, uh losing lz's from oh people? yeah There's did they say three people that just lost an LZ. We lost at least three LZs due to idiots. Um, then Bill said he lost an LZ because of big city government, which I remember that one. I think uh, that was one of my first flights was at the LZ he's talking about. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So 555, he, he was the first to respond there. The parent and then Bill H, like Steve said, but parent ninja lost three LZs because of some, you know, not so bright people apparently. So, kind of like to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, that's really sad. a lot to lose. Yeah, I, I know. And the rules are very easy to break, but also too, you have the uh, the possibility of you know um, harming people too if you're breaking these rules. They're not just for you flying, but they're for people on the ground also. Uh, one of the things that I teach is if you could, if you lost your motor if your motor fell off your paramotor at any time would it hit any people or property if the answer is yes you're flying over something that's considered congested right um if you're flying over anything that your motor would fall and hurt people or property you're not flying the way that we should as 
you know, unregulated, don't have to get a $10,000 license, don't have to get yearly inspection and numbers, all that stuff. We get, uh, we have the freedom of doing so much. And, you know, our regulations are, please don't fly over people or drop anything that can harm anybody or fly it in a manner that could harm somebody. You know, I mean, they're not asking a, a much for from us, you know? Um, and I don't understand why people want to purposely go out there and possibly ruin things. I don't know if it's to show off or maybe to get that Instagram or that that uh, footage of me pissing somebody off and then flipping me off and look, they're flipping me off. Well, you're buzzing them over their head. Stop doing that. Anyway, uh, I get kind of frustrated that too, where people are not being ambassadors to the sport. If you're flying a paramotor, be an ambassador to the sport. All yeah, right. And I wanted, I wanted to add something to that. So yes. who in the sport, um, the, it, the holy grail of any paramotor pilot is the field they fly out of. I mean, so if you're ever invited to fly along uh, at, at somebody else's field, man, make sure that you go overboard uh, because, you know, on top of the one of the limited regulations we have, there's going to be uh, like something like, well, this neighbor over here really doesn't want you flying over him because he's got horses or, you know, little nuances to each LZ. And I would feel terrible if I was responsible for someone losing their LZ, you know? So it's uh, just something to keep in mind. Some people don't. I mean, you, you got to be aware that some people really don't care. Because yeah. they don't, yeah. like they don't, they don't even apologize. Like they wouldn't even apologize. Or they're just like, well, it's not my fault. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was like, we have yeah. videos, you know, like, yeah, that's sad. But those are people that I, I won't fly with. You know what I mean? I mean, I know what you're talking about. You can't control the, <laughs> everyone, but um, it's. I mean, if it didn't cause any problems, you know, fine. But they're, they're basically by people doing stuff like that it's going to impose regulations on us so it hurts us when they do that also let alone may hurt somebody else that they're flying over that that's the bad thing about it i mean it's it just it's got a, a big effect they think oh i'm not hurting anybody yeah you are so you know i i don't i don't like when people bend the rules oh i can get by there wasn't that many people right now i don't i don't my first instructor said something to me before I even took my first flight, he said, when you find a good LZ, covet it. And that's a quote, covet it, you know? And I didn't really understand, you know, what he was talking about at the time, but I, I understand now, uh, and I don't have any, I don't have any problem sharing my LZ with, with, you know, friends and stuff, but uh, LZs are not getting easier to find. I'll just put it to you that way. No, not at all. Not at all. And it's like even LZs where we're allowed technically and legally speaking, like to fly from, you know, like we can, everything is green light. I still make sure not to fly them too much because there's always people in there. If it's at the beach, I make sure that I go see every single lifeguard are on that stretch. I'm like, listen, I'm just letting you know, you know, that everything is checked off. You know, I know it's legal to fly from this section. I know I'm going to be flying this, this, there, and everyone. I know there's not a lot of people over there, so I'm going to take off in that section right there so I don't bother anybody. I, I told the people that were somehow close to where I was going to be standing at, that I was going to fly, that I was going to, you know, the motor was going to be noisy. So, you know, by doing this, at first they're like, why? Like, what are you coming to talk to me? I'm like, I'm just want to make sure if you guys have any concerns, just let me know. If it bothers you, let me know. I'll go somewhere else. 
And by doing that first step, the, I feel like I always got a good response. We're like, oh, okay, all right, cool. I appreciate you coming and, you know, say, you know, giving us like a, a heads up, even though I don't need to do it. But like you said, you know, if you take care of those places and the people that are around and I even offer them, hey, if you guys want to do a TAM flight, it's on me. I'll take you guys on you know, someday, just gather all, you know, all the lifeguard and we'll just go for, for a quick run and everything. So I feel like it goes a long way to do that. It, it's not just to make yourself look good. It's just to make the whole hobby in general look good. And people are like, okay, those guys are respectful. And I tell the same to my students. If you go fly there, please go introduce yourself. Uh, make sure of, you know. A checklist make sure there's no people on the way make sure you're not gonna bother anybody make sure everything is kind of clear for you to kind of do this uh you know once and done do your thing come back land pack and go and everybody's happy they got their pictures they got their videos you got your flight happy ending and then you know until next time um exactly and make sure that you have plenty of altitude i cannot stress this enough if you're at 500 feet or below you're making noise if it's the first time people see it, it's like, oh, cool, look at that, that's neat. But if you're doing it over and over and over again, it gets annoying and not fun anymore. Um, if you're a thousand feet up, it's like, oh, okay, I can hear it, I can see it, okay, that's pretty neat. 2,000 feet, is that a bird? I can't really tell, right? <laughs> so if you're 2,000 feet up there, you're not gonna be bothering anybody. You know, if you're buzzing really low under 500 feet, you could be really bothering somebody and people don't understand. They think that you can like see into their house by flying low over yeah. their, their house or around their house like that. And they get really weird, really weird. Um, we have an LZ and I'm not saying anything. If you guys know what I'm talking about, please don't say anything. We have an LZ where we have a neighbor that doesn't like anybody to fly around on their property, even though it's a huge, huge field. And me and him, we have a great rapport because I talked to him, found out that somebody flew over his house, buzzed it, where he, uh, his daughter and his wife were out at the pool with their bikini on. And they thought that he would, that they were spying on him right? Obviously, he wasn't. He was just buzzing around, having a good time, but too low. Make sure that you're high enough. So right now, we got an LZ, but part of it is like stay way away from one side of the LZ because we had one person that buzzed too low, and the guy was freaking out because it's like, why are you looking at my wife and my, and my daughter in a bikini, right? So stay as high as you can. Altitude is your friend because you can throw that reserve. You can fix things up as quickly as you can so you don't have any problems. And you're high enough to where people see you. It's like, wow, that is so cool. What is that thing? And not, geez, I wish they would get away from me because they're really bothering me. Hey, you know, it's weird because I had that happen here. My neighbors asked me to fly. They all wanted all the neighbors that live. I live like in a cul-de-sac, and all of them wanted me to see, wanted to see me fly. So we have a giant farm behind me, and this giant school field next to it. Plus, we got Langley Air Force Base right there. But um, so I took off on the weekend, and I may have been three hundred feet up max, but I only flew for ten minutes because it was really bad wind, and I landed. And I came back and asked him, I was like, you know, was it loud? Could you hear it? He's like, dude, my loud, my lawnmower is way louder than that thing. He said, it didn't bother me at all. So, I mean, yeah, but I know there's some mothers that are really loud and, you know, they're annoying, but yeah, they acted like it was no big deal. I guess it just depends how low you are. And if you're buzzing them a lot, yeah, it can get annoying. I'm sure. It's like a gnat. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, a couple things come to mind with that. Now, if you don't know what DBAD means, you can Google it. And <laughs> another translation, I guess, of that would be just be a good neighbor. 
you know, treat people nice and how you'd like to be treated. But there's somebody in the chat that explained in plain English what an LZ is and how you should treat it. Okay, and what's that? I think it was Munchkin. You know Munchkin? You know Munchkin, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> she well, said, she said, asked a question? No, she said an LZ is like a good fishing spot. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, and you don't want to wear the fishing spot out either because, you know, you, you got to let give the fish time to, you know, grow and, and get bigger and come back and catch them again. So, yeah, it's Your a good buddy, fishing spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Any other questions in the Super Chat before we move on? The only other one was uh, 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 James was saying he recently got harassed because he was flying over fields and it's hunting season. So I guess that's going from October 15th to January 1st. And that is another thing to consider, you know, I mean, these hunters take their sport seriously as they should, just like we take our sport. So um, you'd be surprised that we got some hunting fields not far from here. They've actually asked one of my buddies that fly to round the deer up towards them, you know, with the <laughs> motor fly to bring the deer near them, or ducks, whatever they're hunting at the time. But yeah, legal? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if it's legal. I got a question. Real quick, um, why are we seeing, it seems like lately, sadly, we're seeing more <clears throat> collisions in the air. Um, the, the, the last one was with, I think, with a glide, somebody had a glider. And it just seems like, um, is it because they're not paying attention or the wind is taking them in there? I, I'm just, maybe somebody can explain to me. I know accidents happen, but. You know what I mean. Last one I know I heard about was the one that was over at the fly-in, where two of them kind of came in this way. Other than that, which ones are we talking about? Has has anybody else heard about any collisions? Inviting in Utah, the hang glider. I thought there was one in in Utah with a paraglider and a and a glider. Somebody they had just had a glider, I believe. I think it was a paraglider and a hang glider. Yeah. That's it. And glider, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you guys have that link, if you could put it in the guest chat for me, I'd like to take a look at that one. I haven't seen that one. Um, I do remember a year or so ago, there was a small engine airplane, I think a FedEx or something like that, that collided with a paramotor. Unfortunately, no one survived on in either aircraft. So collisions with anything are very dangerous, obviously. Um, the rules and regulations for us is we give way for any certified aircraft. So if they got an N number or if they're a certified aircraft, we give way to them. If they come up behind us and run into us, it's our fault. We also, as paramotor pilots, have to give way to um, unpowered paragliders. They were breaking into the Capitol. So, really? it, you know, it could be something to do with, you know, you don't know what you don't know. It could be their training. They weren't taught to look into the sky for clean air, you know, to watch out for other stuff. If they weren't trained that or if they weren't trained, you know, some some trainers don't treat, you know, don't train to reverse kite or they don't train, train to forward kite. They don't train about weather. You know, they're just there to get you in and out. But most trainers like I know Sean and I'm sure Daniela is the same way go through everything you need to know before you ever leave there. So I, I just think people need, you know, if you, 
if you're in this sport, you know, if you don't get enough out of your training, you know, you obviously are not done. You're never done. You're always a student. You, I mean, I learned something every day, just reading about paramotors, watching different videos, watching people's mistakes. I, th I think it's really important to, to learn all this stuff. You know, you go out and you get in an accident because you didn't know that, Hey, this guy could be coming this way and, or which way to turn if you're about to collide. That, that's good. That's stuff you need to know. So you really got, so pretty much what comes down to, you really got to be aware of your surroundings up there. Always. Because like you said, sometimes people come out of nowhere, right? When you're flying and some, uh, you ever have that? And you're like, like, whoa, well, where, where did Flying's from? more than anything, because then you have a lot of people in the air. Your head's got to be on a swivel. I mean, if we get 360 it, that would be even better. And it's just constantly spinning around. Yeah, that would make me nervous. I want to know what, has what Kevin been back in the air? I mean, he's been quiet the whole time. I just, Kevin's <laughs> a, a new pilot. And we got to see his first flight, which was awesome. So have you got to go again, Kevin? Or I, I hadn't been back up yet. Uh, probably November 10th is when I'll be back over in Arkansas again. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, it was good to see you get in the air, man. I'm, I'm excited it, for you. It was a blast. I've got to practice my landing, though. Hey, me too. I'm, I'm, yeah. still, I'm still on that, you know. The only reason I landed good on my touch and goes is because I had a nice 10 mile an hour wind. That was right. easy landing there. Just touch and then you get take right back off again. So, yeah. Yeah, when you have any type of wind coming in, uh, the takeoffs are easy peasy and the landings are a breeze. You basically can come down and just uh, land like a butterfly. So yeah. I know that over in California, over at uh, Daniello's school is probably just incredible coming down. What's the, what's the um, highest wind that you guys fly in? I mean, what's the normal wind uh, as far as wind and gust over on the beach? Well, you, if you mean for students, I mean, we don't, we just follow the USPPA like 12, 12 miles per hour gust. And it's, it's strong, you know, 12 miles per hour gust, you know, for a beginner, it, it just shakes you up even you know when you do your reverse and so on it, it, it's out there uh but once they have their wind under control but the average i like i like to keep it like no more than 10 gust for students but for me when i go fly on my own with other students we're probably like the highest wind will fly probably like 15 miles per hour because then it's not fun you know we could fly you know even higher winds i've flown like you know 18 20 gusts but it's, it's just not fun you know it's just you even with like a faster glider when i fly the cougar or so on I can haul ass, you know, and I have the speed bar. So it's like, you know, whatever, but it's not fun. It's not fun. It's just not the best uh, condition, but the average, we have like a good, you know, six to 10 miles per hour. That's kind of like our, you know, like most, most days, that's what we have. So it's cool. Uh, if you go earlier, you have no wind afternoon, it picks up a little bit then sunset dies again, but uh, that's the strongest, you know, we'll go when we go to, when we do our beach day, that's what we have. Which is fun for practice, you know, it's good because in the morning you do you do no win, and then in the afternoon you do reverse, and then in sunset you go back to no win. So yeah, there's a good mix between all those techniques. That's really awesome. Any questions in the super chat that we haven't seen, or anybody on the panel with any question? There's uh it's more of a topic from James. We were in the chat, we were talking about uh, basically, I mean, the hunters have a right to hunt and we have a right to fly. And both of those are true, but I mean, for me, it's more about being a good neighbor, right? And I know that there's plenty of fields here that, you know, if I see a blind and I, hunting's gone on or whatever, 
there's other fields that I can fly, you know, so just try to work, try to keep the peace and not, not, uh, you know, stir up any trouble. And so, keeping the peace, keeping the peace too, uh, during uh, what, um, there's places uh, around national parks that they say to fly 2000 feet above. So you don't disturb wildlife. So if we know that there's going to be hunting and stuff, why don't we stay at least 2,000 feet to not bother people that are hunting? Well, I would never intentionally go somewhere where I knew they were hunting. I mean, I know. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, I know how much I enjoy my sport, and I know yeah. that hunters enjoy their sport. And it's uh, it, it, there's there's more uh, there's enough room. I mean, you probably don't have to worry about that in, in Los Angeles so much, nope. Danielo, but out in the country, man. <laughs> We got some guns. <laughs> Absolutely. That part, that part is, that part, but you know, like the hunting, if you think about it, if they have the right to hunt, we have the right to fly, but they don't bother us what they're doing and we bother them. So I feel like, yeah, thinking about thinking about that, it's good to kind of put yourself in, in their shoes. Like you say, they love doing what they're doing and we love doing what we're doing. I feel like we have more flexibility to fly somewhere else. You know, like if they're hunting in the area, just, you know, I feel like, you know, if you fly in an area where there's hunting, there's probably plenty of space for you to fly somewhere. Like, you know, climb a little bit and go three, four miles down the road and, and hit another space. But, you know. Absolutely. It is eight o'clock already. So it's time for another spinning wheel of wind things. Um, we got more questions in the super chat. And Danielle has some uh, events coming up that he wants to talk about. So how much time do we have? We got another half an hour with you, Danielle. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. All right, so let's go ahead and spin the spinning wheel winning thing. So we'll do um, one now. Will, are you able to hang out with us for another 30 minutes to do another spinning wheel or do you need yep. to go, buddy? No, no, we can do it. All right, so we'll uh, spin another wheel um, right now. Um, if there's any new people that we need to shout out, uh, Linda's going to shout them out. And we'll do another spinny wheel of winning things in another half an hour. So if you are still able to hang with us, we're going to be spinning the wheel again at about 830. So make sure you at will fly say, yo, I'm here. Put me on this <laughs> wheel of winning things. Look at how many people we have. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I I never I never win anything. Can you put PPG Grandpa on that 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 win that uh, thing? Um, just to see if my name ever does come up. And wow, cool! How do you spell that? Will PPG Grandpa? Oh yeah, we'll fly. There you go. We'll fly. Why not? Wow! I see James and Walters in the house. My sugar's in the house. We got and we said Chris Lockley. Welcome and we got Fly Baby Fly in the house. What's up? Let's, let's go ahead and do another shout out to everybody real quick, just for fun. Oh, I mean, it's eight oh, o'clock. Okay. Let's shout out everybody real quick. Like like this? Like shout like that? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. We have Tweez Milstead, our ninja, Marcos Franco, 555, Clippy V, Bankrupt, Joe Adele, Scott and Angie Garland, Flying Flamingo Jade. How are you, my love? Kevin Houston in the house, Pope J, Daniel Roche, Munchkin, my Munchkin with the beautiful hair, Matt Sloper, what's up, Bill H, Kramer, Candace Adams, CT Fly, Zach Gannon, Two Feet in a Heartbeat, Angela Preslick, Lucas Newis, sorry if I burn the name, John Wayne Cowboy, Fly Baby Fly, Chris Lockley, Walter Priori from Australia. 
and James. Welcome, okay. welcome, Chatters. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and good luck, everybody. And also Tony Marzano that we've taken off the wheel since he already won. So shout out to Tony for, you know, letting yep. us know that it's not rigged. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's rigged. <laughs> Wait a minute. I see fly, butch, fly. No, that's fly, baby, fly. I don't that's fly, baby, fly. That's your dainty. Yeah. So we got fly, baby, fly, and fly, butch, fly. Wow. Are you guys like all these, all these people with fly last name? Are you all like related or something? What's up with that? Very That's cool. Crazy. All right. Thank so as we're spinning the wheel or as we're shuffling, Daniela, if you would just tell us a little bit about your school, your your URL, and how do we get up with you? Uh, all right, staybotperimotor.com. Uh everything staybotperimotor, Instagram, uh, email, and then if you go on all those platforms, you can find uh my phone number. You can just click on the button and it just send you you can text me or call me uh we're based in la we do our training uh, at the beach one-on-one -on -one classes until you get your first slide and after that it's going to be group classes with all our um, more experienced students that still come to class and hang out with you know we'll just hang out as a big group and yeah come have some fun and even if you don't want to take classes if you just want to come and check out you know how the classes are and just kind of experience the vibe uh during those group classes hit me up we'll go we'll take you there and then uh, we'll just have you know a great day very excellent cool. thank you so much before we spin the wheel or are we spinning it right now it's we, it's a spinning oh really? uh -oh. i was gonna say you know if you guys can give us some thumbs up that really helps us a lot kevin houston there you go oh there oh, you go put a so bankrupt on the wheel a heartbeat <laughs> two feet in a heartbeat or is it candace adams uh, it looks like it's gonna be oh. oh man I almost got a bankrupt that would have been awesome Congratulations. <laughs> exactly hey candace since you're brand new um I, I, don't, I don't remember yeah i don't remember uh seeing your name so welcome to the show if you would like to get something from Stay Bad, uh, what you do is you get up with me. You can text me at 501-747-3558, and uh, we will send some stuff out to you because you are a winner. Once again, the number is, hurry up, get that pen real quick. Hurry up, get the pen. Where, where's the pen? Where's the pen? Or, or just put in your phone real quick. Ready? It's 501 Seven four seven three five five eight. If you missed it, don't worry. Go over to paramotorarkansas.com or runintothesky.org and uh, hit us up that way. We will get that stuff out to you uh, from Stay Bad Paramotor, our very own Daniello, amazing guy. Second uh, time yeah. on the show. Man, you're going to have to come back next year. Do, I'm down. Know, Every this month. is this is uh this is season four, so we're gonna be rolling into season five. So we need you, you know, back at least on uh you know season five. Oh, you you Give me a date and I'm back. There Good deal. A, I like that. I like there that. There was a, a question earlier, and I and I forgot to um they asked where does Daniello see himself in five years besides flying a trike. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. That's a good. Uh, <laughs> wow, why do I see myself in five years? Okay, I think my main well, which I'm gonna start talking about in a second, but it's gonna be uh organizing events because you know, like I told you, like back when I was touring, I used to travel in many different places. We did like plus fifty, almost fifty four countries. No, we did fifty four countries uh on tour, so I have a lot of contacts in many places, many of those countries where I have very good friends 
they're not pilots, but they, they, they you know, we're really good friends and support what I do. And they have a lot of connections and most of those places, you know, it's just like, it's just paradise to fly paradise to fly. So um, I'll, I'll talk to, I'll talk about it in a second, but that's my main goal is uh, the school is going to keep going, obviously, but I'm not trying to become, you know, the, the school that runs, that trains the most pilot. I want to keep the pace I have, I, which I love. And that's my main goal, you know, being fulfilled with what I'm doing. So organizing events where I can take people to different places uh, to fly. Kind of not like Iceland, but kind of like Iceland, but with a different dynamic. Uh, more on the, like I say, uh, visiting the country itself and having uh, to getting to experience more than just the flying um, on its own. So that's that's my plan, which I'm what I'm what I'm going to be starting this next year, next July. That sounds amazing. You also got some few events coming up, right? One in Puerto Rico, right. one in France. Tell us a little bit about that. That sounds awesome. Thanks. So I've uh, been talking, so, so long story short, something I, that got put together very last minute. Uh, I was at Brad's, Brad Roper reception. Uh, as you guys know, he he got married recently, which is, it was pretty awesome. So I went, uh, I went to visit him for the, for the reception. And then I met some, you know, some people, Sam, Samuel Travis, that was there. He's a good, if you guys know him, but he's a great, very amazing pilot. He lives in Puerto Rico. And I was talking to him like, so how come you live in Puerto Rico and you don't have anything set up? You're such a good pilot. You have so much experience. Uh, you train people already. And then why don't you do anything or something to get people out there? People would love to fly Puerto Rico. It's beautiful. There's like, you know, it's a beach flying all day. So the weather is great. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people would be interested. I'm like, I think people would be interested. So he's just talking with, with his girl. And then he did, a week later, he comes back to me at the the Utah paramotor flying. And he's like, I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, you should do it. And so coming up this uh, first, second week of January, so we're going to do a first test run. So he's putting everything together, obviously. that That's his project uh, that I'm so happy to be part of. But uh, I'm so glad I, 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 I'm like, I was like, you need to do it. I would be your first customer. I want to go. So anyway, uh, so January, we're just playing that. We're like on the product. We're booking our flights and so on. But uh, he's going to be providing gear. So um, the PAP uh, Tinox, is that how you say it? PAP Tinox? How do you say the Tinox? The Pop Tinox 15, uh, 1500 was the one, uh, 140 prop. So he's going to have those units available for us. All we got to do is bring our glider and everything. So everything is set. We have an Airbnb. Uh, we have, you know, so we have a room, we have food, we have transportation that is included. Uh, we have, we get to explore every activities that are part of the island. So we're going to fly all day and then we're going to get to see, you know, sightseeing and, you know, like snorkeling, whatever, name it. And it's all part of the whole thing. So we go for a week and we get to do all of those things, fly a bunch of different locations around Puerto Rico, uh, a bunch of XE flights. And all we got to do again um, is just show up. Just it. book your flight, show up, and everything is set up for you. Um, so so we're doing this. That's going to be our, the, his first uh, his first event. Uh, Lucas is going to be part of it. Lucas and Rob, you guys probably know about Lucas. And if you don't, he makes amazing YouTube videos, traveling all over the place in Baja and so on. Uh, beautiful storytelling videos. So he's going to be part of the trip. Uh, Rob, which you guys all know, he's in Egypt right now, if I'm correct, or oh, he's just finished. Uh, amazing footage. I mean, he takes one of the best uh, videos and pictures that I've ever seen. Um, so he's going to be part of that trip too. And I'm super happy to be part of it. So it's going to be three of us with and, and plus Sam. Uh, and then his girlfriend is going to help us as well, taking care of us uh, over there. So super exciting for that first, uh, first, you know, first trip. We're going to put everything together and see what's, yeah. the correct you know the correct place to go and the correct place to fly and how everything is gonna uh unfold so so just be ready for uh you know he's got we're gonna have his first event launching soon this first one in january is just for us to test the whole concept 
and make sure it's you know it's uh, it's really like um it's it's just like completely like set and safe and then the one that i'm organizing myself is a trip that we're gonna have second week of july it's gonna be happening in france uh in the small town in france it's like a mountain area it's a place where they have a lot of competitions for hand gliding and uh, paragliding so the goal is to do paramotoring in uh, sunrise and sunset and then throughout the entire day it's going to be paragliding so we're going to be working on different things uh but seven days uh it's like a it's a huge campsite that has been known uh, for that. I would write the name right here on our chat. Uh, I'll say the, the name of the city, but it's it's pretty much, nobody's going to get it. It's La Reine Monteglin. <laughs> it makes no sense, but I just wrote it down. Uh, and if you uh, and if you Google that, you'll find uh, the, the, the village where it's going to be happening. And then the place where we're going to be taking off from for paragliding, it's Montagne de Chabon. It's a very well-known uh, space. They have big competitions that happen every year. And I think Noah was BGD from Epic Air Motor. Uh, Noah went there, I think it was last year, the BGD like brought some pilots in that, that exact same town. And that's why I was like, Noah, I, I grew up there back when I was in France. Uh, you know, when I moved to France, I moved from Brazil to France when I was 14. Amazing place. The mountain area, there's river. It's so beautiful to fly there. And the goal is, like I said, paramotor uh, morning and evening. And then all, throughout the whole day, we have a shuttle to take us up the mountain. It's about 4,000 feet high. And we get to do a street nose. Straight takeoff is a beautiful take uh, takeoff area uh, made for hand gliding and paragliding. And that's pretty much going to be uh, just that for seven days. So that's the plan. Uh, take a group of like 10 pilots from here all the way to France. And then the year after is going to be the opposite. I'm going to take French pilots uh, over here in California. Uh, they're going to have seven days here, Airbnb. Everything is going to be um, set and organized for them. They're going to be getting their rating as well, their USPPA rating here, which there's not going to be useful for them in France, but it's exciting. Uh, you know, I feel like when you come from a different place to be able to, uh, to get to experience that and at the same time get those ratings uh, as a perimeter pilot. So that's the two big projects that I'm kind of like, one is that I'm organizing the one in France and one I'm taking part in uh, as a dummy, let's put it this way, testing, testing pilot uh, to see if it, if it really is worth, but I know both of them are gonna be uh, super exciting and great. So that's my point. That's my goal for the five years, really kind of build that to, you know, to a bigger audience and make it more accessible to the point where it could even be like we're trying to do with Puerto Rico, a thing where you can go with your family. So, I mean, during the daytime where us pilots are busy flying, wives or husbands or kids can have activities that are pre-planned or they can do their own thing, but it's something that you can come with your whole family and there's no like, well, I'm just going to be here sitting down while you're flying. It's going to be more like you can do this with the kids or you can do, you know, explore more than just um, being at the LZ itself. So when is the Puerto Rico? So the first one, uh, uh, January 8th, to January 14th. That's where we're going to be there. And our, we're going to be posting that online. You see that all over uh, social media and so on. We're going to be documenting, creating all the content to promote the actual uh, open to the public event. So um, so that's 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 pretty much what's happening. But it's 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 there. You know, it's happening. We're just going there to create everything around it, to be able to market it properly, to to show what's going to what it's going to happen. Uh, but but it's on, you know, it's sure. the has been ordered, um, you know, he's. He's putting that in place and we're just going there to um to make you know to make sure everything is set para ninja wanted to know do you have any inside scoop on salton sea next year do you think y'all gonna be able to get the beach again uh no inside scoop i don't think we are gonna be able to get the beach again um as far as uh, as a day use if you just want to go on you know on an everyday basis 
and use the space, uh, I feel like, I mean, we haven't had any issue using it. And I feel like the main reason is number one, we're not sleeping on that, on that, on that, the beach area. And obviously we keep it very clean. We set, we set up our, our camp for just half a day or a day. We do our thing. We're not disturbing anybody. And again, you know, we're not flying low to where the hay bales are. So really keep it clear to all of, from all those area. If there's workers, we stay away from them. So respecting those boundaries, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that we are going to be able to fly there. Camping there, we haven't had any update uh, in the sense that I don't think there is any update. And we've been kind of looking around and asking and nobody has any update because I think nothing has changed. Uh, they're not moving back. And they've been expanding those hay bales. As you fly now, I've been, I mean, I went, it was probably two weeks ago before the UTAP air motor fly-in. And it was the same thing. It used to be, the hay bale used to be like in one section. Now you fly three, four, five miles down the, down the beach. There's more and more and more hay bales like, like spread out all around. So I think it's only going to get worse, if anything, which is sad. But that that's my, it's not for sure, but that's what I think based on, you know, what I saw there. But as far as just going up and going for a quick flight and, you know, for a couple hours, we haven't had any issue. Interesting. Wow. Uh, the things that we learn on this Paramotor podcast, I think Will wants to say something, but he's on mute. Or maybe he doesn't want to say something because he. <laughs> well, heck, I'll say something since I took it off mute. Uh, how about someone? Someone was asking about the price. Um, have you narrowed that down at all? No, I mean I haven't personally, but I know it's going to be all. But the goal is to make it. It's to make it affordable. It's not. We're not trying to. You know, the, the goal for Sam is not to make money. Is to create a sort of uh, thing. So with the means and, you know, Puerto Rico, the good thing about it is it, it's a lot cheaper than, than here, you know, in the United States in general. Uh, so it's, that's why it allows us to kind of make that happen uh, and to make it accessible to most. Are oh, you thinking about uh, class or groups of 10 for the Puerto Rico thing as well? So I feel like the first class probably group of five. Um, also there's some requirement because, you know, uh, the weather now, we know the weather is very good to fly pretty much every day. Now it is, we're, we are at the beach. So if you have no experience doing reverse launch, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, a very, a very hard, you know, experience for you because it's most of the time is reverse launch. So the goal we're talking about is like, we should, we're going to have this thing set up where, uh, we'll probably have like one day where it's just going to be you know, ground handling and just working on like those different launch techniques to make sure everybody's comfortable with, you know, those takeoffs in like in higher winds. It's not, it's, it's, everything is done safely, but it's like I say, if you've never done a reverse launch and you come in and you have no option, uh, you, you not do a forward launch, you know, there's just, there's just no way. So, um, but yeah, price is going to be, the goal is to make it accessible. You know, it's just, it's not to, to make the, to, to, to turn, uh, to turn himself into the next billionaire. It's really to make, you know, he loves the sport. And his main concern is like, how can I do it safely and, uh, you know, make sure people will be interested in it and make sure I'm not, you know, as long as he's not actually losing money because, you know, nobody can live like that. But the goal is to make it accessible, you know. I wanted to ask Kevin about his first solo flight. I mean, I watched that video pretty close and it looked like he almost sat down early, but he didn't. And then he got off the ground and I really love the fact that he just kept them feet going. Just, he was in the air like 50 feet and his feet were still going. That was awesome. So how did your first solo flight go? I mean, we didn't hear much much from you yet. That's what it, uh, I thought it went well. 
Um, I felt myself almost sit down, but uh, watching the video, there's a big dip there. Oh. So it felt like I was going to sit down, and then I, I caught myself again right on the other side of the dip. Um, uh, got up off the ground. Uh, Sean's talking through, to me through the headset. Uh, sometimes it was kind of hard to hear. Um, but, uh, I think the only issue I honestly had was, uh, was my landing on, uh, what I saw and, uh, of course what I felt. Um, but, uh, felt like the forward launch was, went well. Um, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Um, uh, I've never felt anything like that, uh, in my entire life. And I've been on top of, uh, I mean, I've been on top of mountains, not flying on mountains, but uh, California when I lived there uh, on top of the Sierra Nevadas. So uh, uh, I know what it's like to see for miles, but something being up in the air like that, not in a plane, uh, it's just, I don't, it's, I can't explain, I can't explain it. Yeah, there's, uh, there's nothing like it. I mean, the whole scooping thing, especially if you don't lean back, if you're leaning a little bit forward, what'll happen is as soon as that wing starts to lift you, your motor will flip back and it'll scoop you in your seat too early. That's the bad. That's why, you know, it's important to lean back besides it, it'll get you off the ground faster, but I'm sure Sean's taught you all that stuff anyway. But, right. And that's something else I didn't think I did. I don't recall seeing it on video or feeling myself actually leaning back. Um, yeah. you, I, you'll I, get to that. You'll, you'll start leaning back. You'll, you'll get to that. <laughs> It's hard to do the trust the thrust. I mean, yeah. we, we do we do trust the thrust, and um, you know when you when you when you take your first flight, if you can remember it, you don't remember anything about it. You know, if you didn't have that video, you would go, "Did I even fly? What what happened?" I mean, because your mind is going a million miles an hour. Even though we talk about the uh, three um, parts of. Uh, taking off which is inflation taxi and commit and the three p's the posture pressure and power we talk about that also and we even have three uh things that we look at when we land right where our feet touch where our feet end and where our uh wing goes down right so we look at all that stuff uh in the future too because you know if you're going to be landing anywhere you know that sometimes you land and there is there are things in the way, you know, could be another pilot, could be you're at a fly-in. So you got to know where your feet going to touch, where they're going to end and where that wing is going to lay down. So we do a lot of that, but that first one, man, I, I still remember my first flight. I don't really remember what happened. Thank goodness I have it on video. Yeah. I wouldn't beat yourself up at all, Kevin. I mean, I think you did really good for your first flight and the, the more flights you get, the better you'll get every single time. So yeah, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, next time you get over here, Kevin, we're going to have to get you going up in the air as soon as you get here in the morning and just fly, 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 touch and goes, <laughs> land and uh, take off and landings. Absolutely. If you can That's get what Butch out of the way, Butch is going to be hogging up the runway and stuff. Butch, get out of the damn way. <laughs> <laughs> he takes yeah. off and he and he gets out of there right away. I mean, he goes and he, he's gone. He's a professional. 135 pounds. So it don't take me long. <laughs> On foot launch, he has an Adam 80. He never goes more than 50%. He's up in like three steps. Wow. Yeah. Now, I, I, my first flight was with the Adam 80, and I had it I had it squeezed all the way. I think I had a death grip on it all the way down. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. So, oh, you were on the Adam 80, man. 
I'm, I'm 220. So yeah. yeah. So okay, I was I was 230 something when I took my first flight on the Adam 80, and I can tell you, I switched right from that to the 185. You get off the ground way faster with a 185. Way right, faster. but your first flight on an 80, you have to run. You have to make sure that. that oh yeah, you do. Perfect. You're not just going to gas it and go on oscillation. Right. right? You're going to have to make sure that wing is perfect before you get off the air or off the ground. So an Adam yeah, 80 is great. I mean, I got no complaints. It's just at at 240, me, I I can take off nil wind in about ten steps. Oh, wow. maybe 15 now. Yeah, to come on. <laughs> well, well, Butch, well, Butch, you've seen me, right? I take off in the mornings, no wind. Yep. How long does it take for me to get off the ground on Adam? How long ago? About, really. 15, about 10 to 15. Yeah. Now, it used to take uh, between 5 and 10, but now it's taking 10 to 15. Yeah, I've I've gained a little weight. <laughs> I never want that. I never want that food to go to waste. But man, it always goes straight to my waist. So you know, <laughs> I need to stop that. Hey, you're doing good, man. Keep it up. You're doing good. Hey, you I'm know, um, you said Sean, did, but you don't. You really don't remember your first flight. Um, you know, I, I there was a lot going on that first flight. Right. You know, mm -hmm. just just like the first time that you drove a car. Right. The first time you drove is like you got your brake, you got your your gas. Sometimes you have the clutch. Right. You got to look at both your mirrors. You got another mirror there. You got to have turn signals. You know, it's like that first drive. It's like, man, there's just so much going on, you know, and now you get into a car and I bet you go from uh, your house to work. And I remember putting on your seatbelt or how, how hard you're putting your your foot on the gas pedal. Uh, same thing with me. Now that I've been flying for so long, I do my checks, I take off, I go fly, but it's like, you know, it, it's just second nature to me now. So as far as my first flight, I don't remember. I, I will not ever forget my first flight. I can't do that. I don't know. That's just something that just stuck in my brain. Yeah, there's. I'm sorry. I don't mean not remembering my first flight. I'm talking about the instruction going back and forth. Oh, okay. From okay. the from the instructor and what he told you to do and how you reacted. I'm not talking. I remember my first flight. That not the instruction part. I'm talking. I'm sorry. I should have explained that a little bit more. The funny the funny thing about when I was flying my first flight. you know, I was with Kylo Glee, and he gets on the radio and he goes. Now, Steve, if you hear me say, kill it, kill it, I may not be talking about you. I have another pilot here on the ground. <laughs> so he was like, if I say kill, kill, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Thank God he said that. <laughs> my instruction, my instruction sounded something like this. 14, 14, 14. That's all I heard the whole time. 14. The, the instructor's his radio is like stuck you know when you change the channel it would announce oh, no. <laughs> that's all i heard 14, 14. 14. am i 14 feet off the ground what's going on <laughs> oh man that was a panic moment oh. no my very first flight i remember as soon as my feet left the ground it, it was just like a kind of took my breath away you know that was just a fleeting moment, though. I mean, and then after that, it was just like it, it was a beautiful experience, no doubt. So yeah, I remember that well. So congratulations, Kevin. That was awesome. Yeah, congratulations. And yeah, you got the response, right? I I did what you did. I, I planned it without getting out of my seat before. I know what that feels like. Yep. Same here. <laughs> but I've only done it once. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
Did uh, uh, Daniello talk about his first flight? Any? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Daniello, tell us about that first flight with that wing that you got off of eBay or whatever that was way too big. And that it was Craigslist now. Flight. Come on, don't exaggerate. I, my, no, my <laughs> first flight, I remember my first flight because it was so eventful. Like, it's it was just so crazy. I told you, I trained, I, I mean, I self-trained for about six months, watching videos and asking questions and doing whatever I need to do to get my ground handling on, on, on point. I felt comfortable enough where I reached out to some pilots and they can I come fly with you? And most of them were like, nope, you're not going to fly with us. You're self-trained and so on. And it got, when I'll tell them I never had a flight, they're like, nope. And then so I'm like, okay, listen, I have to change the narrative. I have to say that I've flown at least once because it's not going to work. So I had this guy back then, didn't know him, Daniel. He's a Brazilian as well. So it kind of, maybe it helped. I was like, hey, I want to do my second flight. Are you down? He's like, yeah, come to Atascadero, which is very far. It's like a four hours drive from where I'm at. And I'm like, I have no clue. I don't know anything. I'm just like, okay, I'm coming. So I, I'm driving, and then uh, I'll send you guys some videos of that of that actual flight, and the location. Though when I say the location was crazy, I probably had 20 feet runway from each side. It was just like a cliff. The, the guy was living up a mountain, and there's like a small cliff, like a road, pretty much to access. There's like two cars could like pass by. That's the LZ, and you take off one way or the other. I didn't know anything about crosswind back then. For me, it was just like bring the wing up into the wind, and that's it. So into the wind means you have like 30 feet of runway and just that's it. There's a drop. That's the reason why my takeoff was so, so good. Cause I ran out of space and I just dropped and, you know, you drop <laughs> hours on and it just dropped and wing, it took me up. And I was, <laughs> I could not believe I was flying at that point. I, he didn't know the David, uh, Daniel didn't know I was, I, it was my first flight. He had no clue. And for me, I knew I was like, and I'm flying and I'm just doing circles like, man, like full power on a, like the minery 180, uh, <laughs> unclutched. So on. it was super sketchy. And then I'm flying by back and forth. And as I'm coming by the other way, I kill, I kill my engine by mistake. Oh. And here, and I, I just, how do you know, you can hear me. No, no, Cause I'm coming down, you know, the, the mountain is like this and I'm coming down against, you know, about to crash in that mountain. So I just do a full flare. It was enough where I could stand. So it was like super soft dirt. So I just pretty much just kind of like landed on my feet and on my knees and on my hands, almost like face planted, but everything was fine. I was ready to go again. The gear was fine. I was, I was just scared at first. I was like, but I was like, okay, let's go again. So that was my first flight. And then my second flight, it was at El Mirage, which is a, um, um, you know, the dry, it's a dry lake here in California. And if you know anything about flying in the dry lake in the desert, it's like, you know, past sunrise when it's summertime. You know, it's 100 degrees, 110. It's like, forget it. But I didn't know much about that. So I went there, show up at 8 a.m. trying to fly. And I have a video. My GoPro was recording. I took off at 11. And from 8 to 11, you can see me trying to do a to do a four launch, reverse launch, four launch. The wind was already crappy. And I did take off and I have the video. That was my second flight all by myself. There was nobody around me. Nobody knew I was there. And as soon as I took off, the wind, it was like 11 a.m. So it was super strong wind by that time. But on the ground... It was pretty much dead wind. It would just gust for a minute and stop. And I had no clue what it meant. I just like, okay, I'm still good to go. Anyway, take off. And as soon as I take off, I'm literally flying backwards. And I see my car getting smaller and smaller. I'm being blown away into the desert. And I have the full video on YouTube. So I turn, go downwind, and I'm going super fast. And again, I have no clue. I don't know what's happening. I have no notion of like, <laughs> you know, at that point, I'm just like, whatever, completely clueless. Not responsible, but again, you know, it's, it's it's like I wouldn't do it again if I had to do it, to be honest with you, on that part. So anyway, and every time I turn back into the wind, I'm completely parked, not moving. And I see my car is getting further and further. I'm like, so I'm like, I have to land. So I'm just letting go of the power and I'm going straight down. 
like like a helicopter because if i had any power even 10 percent, i'm just i'm just climbing not even moving an inch forward so i'm just kind of let go of the power touch down pack my wing leave my motor in the middle of the desert i hike I'm almost like almost two hours an hour and 45 minutes with my motor to my car and i take my car my uh i had a i have my old jeep and i drove to the to go pick up no to pick up my motor i hiked with my wing and came back with the car to pick up my motor you know, from there on, I was like, okay, I have to learn a little bit more about weather. And then eventually that's how I started. But my first few flights, my first year of flying, I was flying by myself the entire year, every single flight. Everybody thought I was crazy. All my friends and family was like, nope, we're not coming. Like, this is completely stupid. Like, you're crazy. Uh, and then anybody that flown already, I was like, nope, you're self-trained. We don't want to fly with you. Uh, so it took a year for me to get really comfortable with my flying. And eventually people, I started posting videos online. And when they saw that my takeoff and landing were clean and I wasn't getting injured or so, and they're like, okay, fine, you can come fly with us. But it took that long and it took YouTube videos for people to accept me as a potential, you know, like a flying buddy. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's a very, that's a very real thing. Um, so that's why now it was my school. I have a, I have a, a package for people that want to self-train. Uh, it's only 500 bucks and I'll assist them throughout the entire process. So they don't have to shop the class, but I'll review whatever they want to review. I'll answer any question. I'll check in with them. I'll just make sure everything is, you know, on their side, uh, because, you know, people like that, they really don't want to spend money. Number one, don't want to just set on that part. And they don't even want to show up. So I'm like, if they're not going to show up and they're not going to spend a lot of money, might as well try to give a minute, like a little bit of help as much as i can so i've had a few of them and also uh i started working with christian uh christian Curran. i don't know if you guys know him uh he's 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 made uh he has made a website uh and he shot a bunch of classes that i that i actually i shot those classes for him because i do i do videos as well and it's a whole ground handling uh program where you learn everything and they offer you rental gear so you can rent a kiting wing uh, a glider and now you can even rent a motor to to do your training phase so they get the first phase the entire kiting section of perimotor is handled by those online classes where you take those classes get the gear at home you, you you just pay for your gear and then uh they ship it to you and you just practice you send video christian will just uh, facetime with you and review everything and when you're ready he's partnering with some schools including myself and he sent he pretty much sends us students that already way ahead of the game when it comes to kiting and all we got to do is make sure everything is actually legit that the guy already practiced all those things has good control over you know all the kiting aspect and so on and then we'll just take care of everything else but it just makes the the course a lot faster because they already know everything about kiting we we talk about every aspect of you know the ground handling itself during those online classes uh so it's a good um it's a it's a very good thing that that I think he made he put together and it's been uh, he's been having a lot of students signing up for the for this package for this you know this way of training which is a new way for and it's really helpful for some people so um so you know there's a little bit of everything but yeah paramotor is such a fun thing never gets old that is so true it never gets old no matter how long you are flying it just never well not for me at least I love it it's like every day it's it's talking about paramotor how many all right. Butch has been working with me also. We get up at four o'clock in the morning. We work until nine or 10 o'clock at night. We don't turn on the TV. We don't turn on the radio. We just talk about paramours. We just work. We teach. We get, we're building the school. And I can't even imagine trying to have time to sit down and watch TV with all the talking and stuff that we do about paramours. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, how many hours do we talk about paramours, Butch? 
As long as we're awake, we got our eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Probably talking your sleep paramotor. Probably. I know Probably. I woke up in the middle of the night. Doors are shut locked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That you yeah, that's something that I've never heard of. Um Daniel. what's that? What what you were talking about working with people who want to self-train, yet you should give them the option to you know, they, they have someone and how do you do that? You like is this like a long distance thing where they call no. you or you videos or are they working with your local or what? So to give you the two options. So what I offer in my in my school, so before they sign up for that five dollars five hundred dollars package where it's like I'll assist them until their first fight. Uh, they can't even come to class and so on. But uh, so long story short, I'll, I first I have a phone call with them where I, I want to talk to them. If they're just like, yeah, I don't care. I just, you know, I'm like, all right, this is not, you know, I don't think you, I will try to kind of like explain to them that it's more than just that, right? If they have some common sense, they're like, okay, listen, you know, I, I can't afford this or I work and whatever, but they have a better, you know, they're more realistic. Then that's when it's really easy because I'm like, okay, here's the plan. Here's what you have to do. I'll, I'll guide them through the gear purchase if they want, because they probably, most people that would go that way, they want to buy used gear. I'm like, okay, this is what you need to look for. This is what you need to avoid. If you find something, send it to me. I'll see if I know the seller. I'll ask other people, other schools, you know, the seller. So, so we, you know, we kind of like help them through all this entire thing where they don't end up with like beat up gear or like completely unsafe or like two advanced gliders and so on. I've, I've had people showing up with warps like 60 meter warps and they're like 220 pounds and they're <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm like well, i don't think that's gonna be something you're gonna fly in the next you know in the next year or so like it's i don't know who sold you that so you know so we assist them through all that process but then you know then christian came along after i started my school like hey i want to put this 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 program together it's called enthusiast training uh you can you can find him enthusiasttraining.com uh and so the way he does he had we we shot a full ground handling course we have 20 plus videos and we talk about everything that is related to ground handling, the basic of PPG, the do and don'ts and so on. So uh, when you sign up for that program, you get uh, with, with the whole signing up system, you get a, a glider that you that you're being uh, given to uh, for the entire, you know, the entire self self teaching program that you're signing up for. You get a glider, you get a kiting harness and a helmet. And along with that, you get how to clip in like very much all the basics you will learn in school. The same way you learn out of school, you learn, you have those videos online available. They're all private. Obviously, they're all private link. They're not on YouTube because they're, he, he turned this into a business. But he's been having so many students. And once you're done with the entire course with all those videos, they will refer you to the closest uh, paramotor school that is the nearest, you know, to you, where you live. And then you link up with the, the instructor, let's say with me. I'm like, hey, I've done the course with Christian. Uh, I graduated from the course. Uh, I want to take the next step. So then we offer them a training option is going to be way cheaper, depending on which uh, rating, wh where they got, you know, where they ended up their 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 whole course training, uh, their online training. And so they save probably $2,000 in the entire thing. It just takes a longer time because they have to go through those videos. They have to record themselves after each steps. That they're learning in those videos, they have to record themselves and send them to Christian. That have they have a one-on-one -on -one face, you know, video Zoom call or FaceTime call, and they talk about what was good, what they need to, you know, to work on, and so on. So they have this kind of, it's like an online training, but it's more targeted to people that either don't have the time to go places or people that want to spend less money uh in training because they can't afford to just you know go full out. Um, so yeah, so we've been doing this. Uh, I just put it on the on our group right now, the, the website. 
so yeah, so it, so the goal is to have you know those people that cannot afford it or that don't have the time or that just have you know too. It's hard to say, but some people have just too much ego. They just want to be like, I want to do it myself, and I don't want to have any help. At least they have those sort of tools where it's not. It's far from being as expensive. It's way cheaper, but it still have the same, um, you know, the same safety aspect when it comes to uh, learning the sport. They don't put themselves in danger as much as they would if they didn't have any uh, any uh, any directions. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a plus. It's a plus. I mean, just just the having somebody who knows knows the gear. If some if someone's going to buy used gear, they don't know anything about it. But it's worth five hundred bucks just to have correct you know, at your disposal uh, because you can make you can make a big big mistake and it costs you thousands of dollars right off the bat before you even start. And we see that all the time, right on the forum. You see people like, oh, I just bought this gear before training, and then you're like. You know, the paramotors from 2000, like it's like super old and the gliders has like, you know, it's just like, I feel bad because then they try to sell it. I've had guys show up with like gliders that are like 15 years old and, you know, or the harness, like harnesses. When you see a harness that has like those flashy yellow and green and pink, you know, back in like, in the, like you, you just, you see the guy, you see the, the harness, you're like, oh my God. And then you look at the glider, you know, you, you just know it's not good and they can't even resell it. You know, because nobody wants to buy. I'm like, how much did you pay for this? Oh, I pay like 3000 for the whole package was like the wing. And I'm like, oh, I feel, you know, you feel bad, but you can't do anything about it. So, you know, so yeah, you're right. You know, a little bit of guidance goes a long way. Um, so I figure having that, it's it's a good, you know, it's a good thing to support wherever, you know, decide to go a different route. Instead of messing it up for everybody else, you know. Right. Very interesting. Very interesting. It is 8.40 p.m. over here in Arkansas, uh, Eastern Standard Time. No, Central, Central Standard Time. Uh, Eastern is one hour more, which is, what, 8.40 p.m. Am I, am I doing this right? 9.40. Was that 9.40? 9.40, yeah. Yeah, too many, too many time zones. So it's at 8.41 Central Standard Time in Arkansas. And how much more time do I have with you, Daniello? Don't Let's you got... Stuff to do. <laughs> I'm gonna have to feed my my little monster in a in a little bit. Feed. Uh, she's gonna have to take her bath. Uh, no, we're still we're still going on time. We're gonna go for a walk. We do we do our regular uh, you know little scooter, little race okay. around the, the neighborhood, and then uh, food shower. A little bit of uh, we we're watching Casper right now, so it's like a very exciting movie. Uh, watching Casper, and then uh, bedtime. Ready for school tomorrow. So how about this? How about we sign off with you so you can spend time with, with your family and then we'll spin the spinning wheel after you're gone and uh, continue to talk about you and how awesomely, uh, how awesome you are and how you are looking younger and younger every time I see you. Uh, there you go. Oh, man, knock it off, dude. <laughs> we'll, see we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. That's, uh, it's just the filters. It's the filters. <laughs> the filters. <laughs> it's just the filters. Thank you right. so much, Daniel. So yeah, appreciate absolutely. Thank you so, so much. much. Uh, thank you so much, guys. I'm super, super grateful, you know, uh, that you guys invited me again. Super excited. Uh, okay. Again, you know, uh, whenever you guys need anything, you know, you have, I mean, you, you know, Shani, I mean, you guys have my number. And if you don't reach out, you know, I'm sure I, I just, you know, I love to connect with people anyway, you know. So whenever, whenever you guys need, let me know. Absolutely. So okay. one more time, tell us a little bit about your school, you, uh, how to get up with you, et cetera, et cetera, real quick before you head yep. on out. 
Uh, staybackparamotor.com uh, for, you know, website and all the basic information. Staybackparamotor for the Instagram. Uh, remember the few project, the Puerto Rico Paramotor that's coming up. Puerto, Re uh, Puerto Rico Paramotor, that's the Instagram. Uh, yeah, on those platforms, you can find anything and everything. And like I say, even if you don't want to fly, if you just want to come and hang out with us, reach out. We're more than happy to kind of, you know, show uh, show you guys what we, you know, what we do in general. And if you're a pilot and you want to come fly in Cali, reach out. I'm more than happy to take you. I will not tell you, but I will take you and show you around and, you know, ha have you fly or, or beautiful spots. Uh, yeah, you know. That's Let's about go to Cali. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, let's go to Los Angeles. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move over by Daniello. <laughs> hey, whenever you guys are ready. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, Thank buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you so so much, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Everybody, have a good night. Have a great have night. Evening. Have fun with the family tonight, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. So now we're gonna be spinning the wheel again. The spinning wheel of winning things. We need to have some thumbs up. Uh, how many thumbs up and how many people are watching real quick? We I think have we lost 19 thumbs up with 28 watching as well. Now we got 20 thumbs up, 27 watching. Uh-oh. That's because Daniel just left us. Yeah. So we need we need a couple more likes, guys. That really, really super helps us. Yes, yes. Please hit that like. Like, 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 like. Absolutely. If everybody sure, also, like, like, like. if everybody gave us little smiley faces in the super chat, that's really awesome too, because it shows that yes. you, know, you guys are engaging. Uh, yes. So just give us some likes and give some thumbs up and smiley faces in the super chat. Let us know that you're there. And uh, we definitely, oh, I saw something. I, I see smiley faces popping up. Oh, that's awesome. Guys, keep on doing that. See those little happy thing, little smiley face, little hearts, 100s. There we go. Pop them all. Oh, look at that go. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It's I, I feel it. I feel it right here, guys. So much love. So much love. <laughs> and then we find out it's Linda that's doing it all. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing, the other thing you failed to mention, Sean, is that if the, if you get a if you give a thumbs up, it makes you 10% more likely to win on the spinning wheel. That's what oh uh, I think that's right. Thumbs up and little hearts and little smiley faces gives you more of a chance of winning. I don't know if that's yes. true or not, but if Will says it, it that's must what I heard. be true. Read it on the internet. There you go. Yeah, if you see it on the internet, it must be true. <laughs> Steve Kennedy. That looks like a new name to go on the wheel. He is on there. Oh, okay, good. No, I mean, I just did it, so thank you. Oh, okay. Okay, excellent. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Gary Simons. What's up, guys? So appreciate my chatters. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Show. Great show tonight. Really great show. And um, so just so you guys know that Daniello is sending me all of that stuff to me. So it's going to take a while to get to me. And yes, don't lose it, Grandpa. Don't lose it. it, it. Grandpa, I don't lose it that out stuff. to you. Um, if we owe you stickers or something you haven't got in a while, please text me 501-747-3558. I'm the one that needs to send them out. So if yes. you don't get them, something's going up. You haven't got them. Pony Express didn't, didn't make it to your house. Please yes. text me and we'll send you out some more stuff, et cetera. Never Never we'll got. make sure that you get these things. Yes. So please text me. Yeah, um, Butch, also, I remind him, remind grandpa, don't let him lose the stuff. 
the prize is Butch. Okay, I think I'm, I think I'm going to give this to Butch, and this is going to be yeah. Butch. Sure that he puts oh. it away where he can find it for the next show. Yeah, yeah. Butch is going to be the guy that's going to be in charge of this. I'm done with this, so I. Uh, oh, look Butch. at this! Oh, see, see, Butch. I knew it. Yeah, see? Butch, it's 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 you now. You're going to be giving out all the stuff to the for the spinning wheel of winning things. Because oh. I know you can do it, Butch. I have yeah. faith. <laughs> yeah people don't have faith in the grandpa no more it's like i just can't get those darn those darn things out the stickers out if i do something goes wrong with the pony express Wait, what? okay what hey. oh, nothing what yeah go ahead all right <laughs> all right so linda go ahead and give everybody a shout out again after the spinning wheel we're gonna say goodbye to everybody and call it a night um two hour shows oh. That's not our normal thing. We usually do one-hour shows. These two-hour shows are just so abnormal for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anomaly tonight. Yeah, it's an so anomaly. Fun. Oh, you want me to go through the names again? Sure. Go ahead and say hi to everybody. <sighs> okay. <laughs> we got John Wayne, Angela Preslick, Dewey Milstead, Kramer, Kevin Houston, Zach Gannon, Two Feet in a Heartbeat, Candace Adams. Bankrupt, Pope J, Cliffy V, Scott and Angie Garland, Munchkin, Fly Baby Fly, still in the house, Joe Adele, Parent Ninja, Daniel Roche, Lucas News, CT Fly, Walter Peoria from Australia, Flying Flamingo Jade, my lovely. We got James, Chris Lockley, Bill H, my fave, Mad Sloper, what's up? Marcos Franco, and the Angry Rodin in the and house. And also would like to add one more name. We uh, also stream live audio to the our pod beam. And Ashina is in the house, A-S-H-E-N-A. So glad that you've been here. You've been here for a while. We're going to put you on the spinning wheel of Winnie Things. A-S-H-I-S-H-E-N-A has joined the room and been listening to us on Podbean, our live stream our audio live stream we're going to try to also in the future stream this to multiple places audio and video um in real time and allowing it to go on ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast the audio version so if you want to learn more about this check out ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast any of any of your favorite podcasting apps uh we even are on amazon music on amazon itself audible um, all your Spotify, everything you can possibly think of, just do a Google search or even ask Alexa, Alexa, play PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Never or, mind. hey Siri, play PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. There you go. Now everybody's in the house is playing it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to get views or listens. Like yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's Google? Is it Hey Google? Hey Google, play PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. <laughs> oh man! You can watch I'll, us all over the world. I was like all over the wheel to hit shuffle while while Paramom was reading the list. <laughs> Oh, well, well, okay. Yeah, I probably should have, but um, I got something to share. A little birdie told me that, you know, you know, Tony, Tony Marzano, you know, that guy? That uh, guy yeah, that wins all the familiar. time because this is rigged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, well, anyways, the little birdie told me that he was so excited. He jumped up and hit his knee on the table in excitement <laughs> because he won. <laughs> oh. Good for you, Tony, man. 
It's nice now to he, be excited. Now, now he can't. Now he can't fly tomorrow. His knee's gonna hurt. He's gonna be like, well, but I want to stay bad hat. So you know. Oh, that hurt. All right. So oh. let me. Uh, oh, shuffle, it's worse the knee or the toe. Shuffle, <laughs> shuffle, shuffle. So after this, guys, we're gonna call it a night. We're gonna say good night to everybody. So once again, if you can give us a thumbs up or smiley faces in the super chat. Uh, say uh, it was a great show, whatever it is, uh, it really helps our metrics as far as getting people to watch us. As far as listening to us, we have at least a thousand people that listen to us each week, sometimes even more. Um, We've had over two or three thousand people watch or listen to us on PPG Grandpa's Paramount Podcast in one week. So make sure you subscribe to PPG Grandpa's Paramount Podcast. All right, here we go. Munchkin, nope. Copay, nope. James, Cliffy V, Damn. Lucas, Kevin nope. Houston, nope. Marcos, Joe, five fifty-five, Domingo. I don't know. Wrong way. Steve Kennedy. Steve Kennedy. Woot. Oh, oh. Tom Wayne. All right. Is it or is it Steve oh, Kennedy? Oh my gosh, it's Steve Kennedy. Woo. <laughs> Flamingo and Chris was like, oh no, Steve. Let me write this down. Congratulations. All right, Steve, uh, you have won something from Stay Bad. Um, Ashina, I know that you are listening to us on the uh, Podbean stream. You can always uh, text us uh, or go over to paramotorarkansas.com. We have free stickers there. So if you go to paramotorarkansas.com, we'll send you out free stickers. Uh, even though you didn't win something on this. Steve Kennedy, you are a winner. Make sure you text me, 501-747-3558, and give me your address so I can send out your winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, If you don't remember that or you don't have your pen out or you're driving, uh, you can always go over to paramotorarkansas.com and text us that way or runintothesky.org. Thank you. Thank you, chatters. So appreciate you tonight. All right. Hey, guys. Real quick, we got, um, we have next week, we're going to have Larry, Larry Schumard in the house. Excellent. So I'm pretty excited about that. He is on Facebook and uh, I'm going to get up with him this week and get that all um, squared away. Um, he was, he was going to be on our show a while back, like way while back. And then um, something came up. I think they, he got, he was really sick or something happened. And so um he is going to be so. I wanted to get him back on the show. Good. So okay, keep yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. He's got some videos on uh, Facebook a lot or whatever. I see a lot of his videos. So there you go. And that's it. And if you want to be a guest on my show, USA.com, <laughs> <laughs> take you right to my Facebook page and say, I want to be a guest on your show. Because my November is ready for you. Okay. So you guys, girls, let me know. Just get up with me. Any of you, you got somebody you want to, you know, tell your friends and say, hey, I want this one on the show. And uh, we'll get it all set up. Absolutely. It's her show. It's not my show. Who the hell is that PPG grandpa guys? That's always on Linda, Linda's uh, show. I don't know. Some, some crazy guy, some old man or whatever. Um, I had a really good time again, really good time again. I love 
listening to, to other instructors, other pilots, other people that have uh, a lot of experience. The more experience, the better. I always learn something. And if you don't learn something every day, what are you, what are you doing? Just walking around existing? Come on, get off, get off your computer, you know, stop doing this stuff and get out there and enjoy it. A lot of things that I like to do is be part of the sport, right? I mean, why watch TV and watch somebody do a sport when you can get up there and fly and be part of a sport, especially with like something like this. It's good, but Steve, you got something going on on Fridays. You have your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about that, please, sir. Yeah, every Friday, eight to Is 10 mute? standard time. Am I on mute? There you go. Oh, no, I wasn't on mute. <laughs> uh, well, we couldn't hear you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we hear the blah, blah, blah. Is that a vampire? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hey, it's that time. Um, yeah, every Friday, eight Eastern, eight to ten Eastern Standard Time, I do a show on YouTube. You can go to paramotordude.com. That'll take you straight over my YouTube channel, or you can look up scuba vapes. That's the easiest way. But uh, yeah, we talk about vaping to get off cigarettes and also a lot about paramotors because it happens every time. And or it could be just something random, which I do a lot also. <laughs> just random stuff. But we have a good time. And that's every what? Every Friday? Every Friday, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. On Excellent. Mm -hmm. Be there or be square. Matter of fact, if you go over there and you go to paramotordude.com, hit subscribe. If you hit that bell notification, he <laughs> might actually say hello to you as a new subscriber. There you go. There you go. I forgot <laughs> to shout out for uh, Robert's show on Thursday night. Sorry, Robert. Uh, Paragliding.com right. on Thursday nights. My son, Robert Michaels, hosts the show. And we always have a really good time. Bill Fly always jumps in the chat. And I got a lot of my my gals and and uh, guys that come and visit us every every Thursday. So be sure to uh, check it out. And uh, I always say my shout out to my buddy, Eric Lear, in the picture there. And it's... Uh, Northern Lights Paramotor LLC. They got me up in the air two times already, my two tandems, and I so appreciate both of them. Jade and Eric there. Thank you very much. That's it. We're watching, we're watching your uh, football game in the right hand side of your screen. Uh, I know. I got my my kitties on the floor here and she's wanting to play. So I'm like, I don't want to knock my back screen down, you know. So I try to. Yeah, keep her entertained for a couple minutes. Yeah, that's my, got my TV going. Excellent. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for everything you do. Uh, you're also part of Run to the Sky, the nonprofit. You're the PR girl over at runtothesky.org. It's a nonprofit organization to help disabled people, disabled veterans run into the sky. Matter of fact, Butch Fly is our first candidate that has gone through. And not only has he gone through, but he's helped us out. He's helping building the school so other uh, disabled people and veterans can go through the, the school. And he's also now the director of operations. So, man, you've really moved up, haven't you, buddy? Oh, yeah. I can feel it all the way up my backbone. <laughs> <laughs> So you moved all the way over from Alabama over here so you could fly, so you can help me out. And I, I tell you, dude, uh, I know that you were like 500 pounds before you got here and you lost so much weight because you've been working nonstop. Not really. He's yeah. Look at those guns. 
and he's been helping me out working from four o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night every single night except for podcast night and i couldn't do this without you buddy thank you so much i appreciate it i appreciate the opportunity i enjoy it i love to get back and i appreciate you giving me the opportunity and if you want to check out any of my stuff, check out ppgbutch.com or you can look up Fly Butch Fly on YouTube and subscribe, please. I there you go. Follow. Subscribe and hit that bell notification. So have yeah. you been posting anything on your channel, dude? Yeah, I have a little bit, but not a lot. I've been not posting a, a couple videos here and there. All right. Well, once again, Butch, you know, big shout out to you. Thank you so much for everything you do for this. Uh, big shout out to Chris Lockley for helping us out building the school and, yeah. uh, you know, securing the the field and helping us with everything that he does. Wouldn't be able to do it without you, buddy. Thank you so much, Chris. We also got some Kevin Houston in the house, Kevin from Mississippi. So um tell us a bit about well you had your first flight tell us about your first flight real quick and how you enjoyed it and can't wait to get back over here to paramotor arkansas yeah i wish i lived closer and didn't have my weekends filled up with football season right now um because uh that takes my weekends from wor working uh next day off or weekend off will be november 10th through 12th so uh hopefully i'll be back in arkansas then um enjoyed my first flight it's unexplainable uh ready to get back and and do it again um, uh, I'm not gonna say that I'm dreaming about it, but, uh, I do have this feeling when I'm sitting or something that for some reason, you know how, when you go over a hill and you lose your stomach, I could just be standing and it feels like that, uh, I'm just falling out of the sky for some reason, but, uh, don't fall out of the sky, run into the sky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a weird feeling, but, uh, but, uh, it was, it's awesome. Uh, I love it. So. I'm glad that you did it. We still got your jacket over here, so you got to come back yep. or else I'm going to be wearing your jacket. <laughs> you're going to be doing a lot of the dreaming about flying stuff. The more you do it, the more you're going to think about it. Like, next time, maybe I want to bring my wing up this way or do this differently. You know, you'll get your own habits and patterns going. I mean, but obviously from the good pat patterns you've already learned from Sean. But yeah, you'll you'll get it done. Well, I'm, I'm excited to get back. Very excited. I am too. And just so you know, this guy has gone over and beyond. He's helped us uh, working on the school also. Um, he's uh, rebuilt some carburetors for us. I mean, he's working hard in the background also. It's like, instead of working, instead of training, he's like, let me help you build the school. And I'm like, dude, no, go fly and go do this. No, let me help you out. So he, uh, thumbs up to you, sir. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Thank you. Absolutely. We want also an update on the shed progress. Well, I think Butch has got the bathroom built. He's director of toilet operations. He's got yes, that. Director of scrubbing toilets. <laughs> oh Lord. I, I was just gonna say something. Steve, you're such a good mentor to uh to Kevin. And then you yeah. Oh, well, I'm excited for him. That's the thing. You know, you, I, I really, I get excited seeing pilots take their first flight sure. and stuff because I, I remember it and I know they do. Butch, I'm sure, remembers his first flight as well as Kevin will. It's just something that sticks with you and there's nothing like it. It's just like Kevin said, there's nothing yeah. like it. <laughs> so, it's like, 
Yeah, just like when I when I see people go up and, you know, when I went to these blinds and see people going up for the first time. Yeah, you feel their excitement when they oh, get yeah. in that, do their first tandem with somebody. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. All the emotions cool. come up. I mean, it takes a minute, but all them emotions just come surfacing up. Because you know, most guys, when they were kids, grabbed their mom's towels and clothespin, put it around and jump off a couch or something, act like Superman. Well, now you can actually do it. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I tried to take off with a coat before. I was like, it's pretty windy. Exactly. I think my coat's big enough. I'm gonna try to jump in the air. <laughs> I know I'm not the only guy that jumped off the house with the sheet, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all done that, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I love this landing in the bushes and getting whooped over it, but <laughs> uh, don't yeah. want to do that. Now yeah. And we can't forget Mr. Will Fly. Will Fly, he does so much for us too, not only for us here on the podcast where he does the spinning wheel. And that's a lot of work. I mean, he's checking that out. He's looking at the 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 super chat so he can let us know that there's someone that is asking questions. He also is working tirelessly on the board for runintothesky.org, the nonprofit to help people run into the sky. And we just can't thank you enough, Will Fly, for all the stuff that you do. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your uh, your channel now and just the tip and all the fun stuff that you get to do. Yeah, man. Um, I just love flying paramotors and making videos about it. And so I try to mix a little corny humor with uh, some education. <laughs> and and uh, if you want to check it out, you can find me on YouTube, search for Will Fly, or just go to willflyppg.com. It'll take you right to my channel. Willflyppg.com. If you haven't gone there, make sure you go there, hit that subscribe button, and of course, that bell notification, because he puts out some really cool stuff, man. I, 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 I enjoy his stuff. I don't know. How you do? I, I, you know what? I need you to help me with Run to the Sky in Paramount, Arkansas, because you do such a good yeah. job, man. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. the, <laughs> he can make an awesome little animation of some dude running into the sky. I'm sure Will could. He's got all that video stuff down. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. But you know, if you hire him, you won't see his work until about three or four months later. So you know That's that. Exactly right. That is exactly, exactly right. Yeah, good stuff I mean, you know, takes time, right? It, it does. I mean, well, we, it's not that. It's just I do it until I'm not enjoying it anymore, and then yeah. I stop. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate all of you, and like I always say, you know, it takes a village, and you guys, you know, I love my Mondays with y'all, and it just, uh, yeah, I just every every show I learn learn something, and you have. Sometimes you have a, you know, you meet a new friend in the flying and they yeah. meet new friends and that's what it's all about, you know, the pair of family. And Absolutely. So, so appreciate all of you. So we got Tony Marzano that's already texted me. Steve, you texted me. Thank you. Candace. I haven't heard from Candace. So um, Candace Adams, uh, if you come back and listen to this, you did win something. Make sure you get up with me so I can send you out your prize. Now, remember, guys, if you got prizes from me, it's going to take a little bit. Danielle is sending me a box. And then once you get the box, I'm going to give it to Butch. And Butch is then going to send out all the stuff to you guys. 
If you are missing any stickers or anything from me, get up with Butch Fly. He's now the director of stuff that Grandpa forgot to send out. Now, Butch, you are now you are now the post office. Oh, you know that. Hey, Butch, I've been waiting for my stickers for six months. Okay, yeah, right to you. <laughs> the David, you slipped that thing on me, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> Director of crap and all that. <laughs> Linda, I really appreciate you waving to us the whole show. I know. All I yeah. see is this right here. <laughs> I, I think she did that for our um thumbnail too. She kind of leaned back and it was like perfect with the hand. Yeah. She, no, you lean, yeah, you lean. Yeah, you lean. Well, you're trying too hard now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I love. I just love how that picture came out. I thought it'd be, you know, it was perfect from the yeah. background. I got to get a few more. Like I said, I I got this one to go to Zoom, but I don't re now. I don't remember how I did it. How I even got it there. Just, <laughs> it's supposed to be easy, but you know me, I get around, start navigating the computer. I'm like, you ever do that? You know, you do it once, and you're like, how did I? Now I don't remember how I got that picture there. So yeah. figure it out. And poor Will, we say that, hey, we're, we're going to be done at 830, you know, no problem that you can go. And here he is, you know, two hours plus into this. So, Will, thank you. You could have yep. left at any time, but you decided decide to stay here and hang with us. So we appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, guys, if there's nothing else, we'll head on out. So anything else before we go? Any final words or thoughts? Thank you, Sean, for yep. hosting all of it. My pleasure. Class safe and D bad. There we go. <laughs> there we go. We couldn't do it with you. So, right. thank you so much. And like I said, thank you guys. This was fun. Yep. So everybody, fly safe and all that good stuff. The weather's crappy here, so I don't think my Michiganders are going to be doing much flying. A lot of them already are packing up, and they're heading for Florida for the winter. Start their flying. So, yeah. Yep. In case you guys are wondering what DBAD stands for, it stands for don't be a dum dum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you can you can you can use that D in any way that you want to. You can call it a dum dum, a dunce. It's the same thing. Don't be a dum dum. Don't be a dum dum. We'll see y'all on Thursday then on our paraglidingchalk.com. Absolutely. And Wednesday, or, uh, is Wednesday still going to as far as paramotorgirl.com? He is skipping this week. This week. There is no show. Yep. Okay. All right. We well, you guys. Scuba on Friday. Definitely need to go see Scuba on Friday over yes. at paramotordude.com. Oh, which reminds me, we got some dot coms that we're going to be giving away. Um, oh. We got some oh. more dot coms that we're going to be giving away. Um, Butch, remind me, because I can't remember nothing. I'm, I'm just, Butch, Butch remembers everything. He has... He has a memory like um he's like um he's sweating now. <laughs> Where does he put it? I mean, he's got no room to remember all this stuff. <laughs> it's under the hat. <laughs> oh, okay. There yeah, you there go. you go. Oh damn, he looks like Bubba off of freaking <laughs> Jeff Dunham. <laughs> there you go. Bubba J. <laughs> Bubba J. I love yeah, Bubba, Bubba J. J. I love right, Bubba J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, it's hilarious. Oh, Jeff Dunham, check this out. We got we got Bubba J right here in the house. <laughs>
That's oh, funny. That is awesome. That is funny. <laughs> All right. Man, you guys are awesome. Once again, Yay. thank you so much. My name is Sean Simons. I'm also known as PPG Grandpa. You can find me at ppggrandpa.com. I fly paramotors.com, but I'm always over at runtothesky.org and paramotorarkansas.com. Hope to see you guys there. And if you want to run, make sure you run into the sky.org. Y'all have a great evening and we'll see you next week here on PBJ Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Much love. Much love. Peace out, y'all. Yes. Oh, look at I still got what you guys know what this is offhand, right? Bad apples. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad apples. Peace. <laughs>